0: nation, we're back.
1: <laughs> Texas football is back, <laughs> and so are we. We absolutely are. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, y'all. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky, and we are fire the cannon. So, uh, yeah, lots going on. It's been a crazy week for being the offseason of college football. It has been an absolutely bananas week going on. We
0: were worried, like, when what's going to happen when Texas, when the season's over? And I told you, Megan, stuff's <laughs> going to keep going. There's going to be a transfer. There's going
1: to be recruiting. It's amazing. The and world NFL does drive. keep turning. The Basketball. World, yes. Does. The
0: world keeps <laughs> turning. And now coaching carousel. Yeah. The craziness, which we will talk about. So, we're going to talk about Texas, the signees coming in, mm-hmm. uh, the recruits, who's still on the board transfers that have come to texas and how that's affected other schools that are being obliterated from the portal because of the coaching changes right and we'll talk some basketball we'll talk nfl playoffs lots of nfl playoffs today and then a bunch of fun top stories around the world of sports so
1: so much to talk about. It is, it is. But yeah. I do want to ask: like, did you suffer with the freezing cold? Like, you are not—you are a tropical people. I'm a tropical people. You do not do well in the cold. I have the fluff to handle the cold, so uh, I I appreciate the cold. But uh, quite, did you did you manage okay? Are you yeah, so surviving in this? We're frigid we're weather?
0: very fortunate. We have a fireplace <laughs> and, he, and heat, right. and and even then, I have a coat on in my house. It's warm in here. I'm just still cold, right? And my hands are always. <laughs> like ice and even if I have gloves but it um, we're fine yeah we're fine. We, everything was great until just now when I pulled up from the to the house a couple hours ago the water's gushing from the pipe outside which had been wrapped and everything right but the faucet broke off so Richard had to go to the street turn off the water fix the pipe put it back on But fortunately, he can do that stuff so yeah that's yeah. crazy
1: as mm-hmm. well at least you had a, a line burst in the house. Yes. A couple right. of years ago, right? And this
0: this bathroom right. right behind us. Um we were it was the big freeze t- almost two years yeah, ago. Yeah. And the we can hear we're sitting all downstairs with the blankets around trying to keep the heat in. And then all of a sudden you hear <clears throat> water just gushing. <laughs> and this we had to of course shut off our water and this we one of our bathrooms just right through the wall like just gushing out this hard oh, pass, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's
1: hard fast on that. I definitely don't envy having to like tear up a wall to get to that. Fortunately we have
0: a really 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 great carpenter friend. His name is Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Of course. Jesus hey, is hey, our hey, carpenter. carpenter. <laughs> Jesus is amazing and we've given him just lots of work over the years. So we were so fortunate that when we did have that break, he like dropped he came everything to our house first and to our rental property that's first awesome. um, because we've just, we've always no, taken good really dude. good care yeah. of him and he's like, you know, good close friends. So that's the that things pay off, you know, yeah. when you just, treat people well. And then when you need them, they come to you first. Absolutely. Yes. Get and he had the teeter. copper pieces in his truck that That's were sold out of every store. So yeah. we were very fortunate.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I've definitely, I got to get out to check on the longhorns tomorrow, just to make sure that they're all good and mm-hmm. they're fine. It's funny. Cause I've had a lot of people like, well, what do you do with the longhorns when it's really, really cold like this? So like I set them up, they have their little shelters and they have their little areas to get out of the elements and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cold and they've got, you know, got the babies out there, got Gus and Augie that are pretty young. So Oh, um yeah, but they do good. They huddle together. The biggest concern is just the pond freezing over. Yeah, not but, them not having Yeah, water. but they'll be they're they're good. We've had some folks check out there, but I'll run out there tomorrow and check on them and make That's sure that good. they're not longhorn popsicles out there. So Oh,
0: the pipes busted in the street in front of oh, your driveway. No. Uh, that's yeah. never fun. That's the thing. Like, you can leave your stuff dripping and do all the things you're supposed to do. But if something happens down in the street or down in the line or yeah. nothing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, I just got a
1: notice from my little community that they're emergency shutting off the water because pipes oh. burst. So, uh, who knows how long that'll take. Good times.
0: Uh, but. That's, well, I hope everyone's warm and safe. Right. At
1: least at least warm. It's already
0: warm again. Tomorrow, 67. Yes. So,
1: almost 70 degrees. So, hey, that's good. I love it. Hey, and I want to give a quick shout out to our friend, Miss Vic. Hey, Vic. We love you. It's hey, good. Good to see you, girl. We, we appreciate you joining us and being here. So. Yes,
0: I've known Vic for a long time through rugby.
1: Yeah, I yeah. love it. So again, always, guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure that you like and subscribe Texas Sports Unfilter online, both on uh youtube and facebook you can Mm -hmm. stream along with us of course we are fire the cannon you can find us on twitter uh instagram which your lovely daughter has forced us into we are not instagram people
0: i'm not an instagram person i've I've posted
1: zero times ever
0: on instagram but
1: nadia gets real excited and she helps us man us old folks manage our issues
0: she wanted to take that on as her little thing so the instagram posts are hers i love it i love
1: it but again we are uh at fire the cannon one so you can find us and of course cb man thanks for joining us we love you being here we appreciate you're our you you're a day one guy so we appreciate you yeah
0: and a linear well not linear anymore navarro (laughs) viking but we were linear viking you gotta yeah you gotta call it yes um so
1: happy birthday yeah to jake majors there's a special happy birthday there is we got a longhorn center he's 22 such a puppy so, so young, but perfect, happy birthday. Perfect age to win a national championship next year. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But happy birthday to Jake Oh my gosh, they're all
0: cricket. Quick,
1: quick shout out to him. So, okay. um, yeah. And again, as we get launched in, we want you to get, make sure that y'all check out Longhorn Laundry. They are absolutely killing it. They've a ton of NIL players now too. They've got, oh. they're basically helping out. They're keeping all of our Longhorn players looking fresh, nice. looking clean. They
0: do have nice clothes. They yeah. probably want them to
1: be So, we know it gets really crazy out there. If you don't want to do your laundry, you have some dry cleaning. There is free pickup and delivery with Longhorn Laundry. Um, it is amazing. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, a Boss is a good friend of our show. And man, he is hustling out there with his wife. So, um, again, in the greater Austin, <laughs> I don't think you meant
0: to say it that no, way. No, like hustling,
1: like they're hustling, they're yeah, like they're hustling, they're working hustling hard out there with his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, they're the amazing. Two
0: of them are working really working hard, hard. Building yeah, building a business. Yeah, yes. they're
1: amazing. And again, all five star reviews, they're incredible. So, don't waste time like dealing with laundry. It is a pain in the butt. I hate doing it, it is the thing I hate the most. I actually. Is doing laundry. I actually like to do my own oh, laundry, but
0: if I wasn't super picky about the way every single thing was folded, <laughs> and if I didn't want people going through like my right. private clothing, then I would love that. So, well, well they if did. somebody could come do my
1: dishes and move from the dish, well, yeah, we'll talk to him about that. That would <laughs> be great. But yeah, he's, he's awesome. So again, if you guys use the code FTC20, you get $20 off your first service mm-hmm. with Longhorn laundry. Again, that's free pickup and delivery directly to your house. They will come wash your clothes, fold them perfectly, seal them, Return them back. Um, And again, with that FTC 20 code, you get $20 off your first service. Um, So check them out. It is longhornlaundry.com. Super easy to find. Um, Or you can give a boss a call directly. His phone number is 512 470 1005. Again, that's 512 470 1005. Longhorn Laundry, they will hook you up, keep you looking clean and fresh and uh save a lot of time for you so yeah
0: and save 20 bucks or 20 off 20 dollars
1: or 20 we love it see and again this is a good service to tell because it's move-in day we had mm-hmm. we had all the players moving in right at midnight you noticed that like I they did. were
0: posting i'm still on weird <laughs> sleeping time so yeah. i wake up still in the middle of the night or really early and so i was scrolling through twitter in the middle of the night and Colin Simmons' mom, Monica McCarley, mm-hmm. and Nikia Rebel, which is uh, Jordan Johnson Rebel's mom, mm-hmm. they were posting at three, two and three in the morning, which was really I was all excited for them. <laughs> yeah. They were posting in the middle of the night because at 1201, yeah, you know, Officially, on that day, right, on the date that they're allowed to move in, a lot of the young players. The early enrollees—they were there at twelve oh one rolling stuck. their carts in, <laughs> moving in campus, and a, I thought
1: that was so fun. That's cool. It's like that. Do you yeah. remember that old commercial where they had like the woman at the window and she was open, like open, 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 open? open. open I yeah. can just imagine our players like open, sitting open, at the dorms and, the, and <laughs> the they places. had
0: their rooms decked out, yeah. decorated by two in the morning, and making videos and showing photos, and the moms were you know yeah. setting it all up with them. And how fun that's is that? Awesome. And I had tweeted about it, like that's the excitement and energy we want from the students that just can't wait right. to get to work, you know, right. not just get to campus and set up your own space, which is really fun, but they're ready to get to work. Right. And then today we saw some of them like Trey Owens and uh, I forgot who else was in the video that they were on campus and classes. Yep. Plus classes classes started, started on Tuesday. How yep. fun is that? Yeah. Like I, I don't remember my First day, but I'm sure it was exciting. Sure, I didn't have a camera. Two years crew. ago, no camera crew was following me around.
1: Right. I didn't have all, you know, the pressure. Nobody cared when I ever decorated anything, but that was pretty fun. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. Again, 18 of the 23 signees uh, came to campus early, which is awesome. Um, again, there were a couple notable. Folks that weren't there, um, as we now know, Deontre Robinson, Texas has released him from yes. his LOI. Um, he didn't show up on, on first time, right. and, and we, he was expected to put that request in which Texas granted so yeah, we wish when him Bo the best. Davis
0: was no longer going right. to be at Texas. That was who, that was who he was planning to be coached by. So right. wish him the best. I think he's going to Florida now, mm-hmm. which was the second, his yeah. number two in the recruiting process. So good luck. You know, you want kids that want to be where they want to be and you just wish him the best. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and then again, Orlando Jones, we uh, didn't hear from him on moving day. So mm-hmm. definitely notable. Keep an eye on, on all of that. But um, yeah, again, a lot of, of, early enrollees coming in 18. We, yep. And we've got our transfers here too. Yes. We got the, uh, again, golden was on campus. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been exciting to see these transfers and we're going to dive into this cause they're <laughs> There are so many changes. Like, this is a whole new roster that that Texas is going to have to memorize and and get to know for this upcoming year. Golden
0: Bolden Bonding Cook. If
1: you can can remember a a law firm. Yeah, it's like a law firm, but like a Dr. Susie law firm. You know what I mean? It's it's a
0: a tongue twister. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, but, I mean, it's awesome. Again, we got Silas Bolden, uh, who has committed. We got, uh, again, Kendrick uh, Blackshire from Bama. Texas uh, reaching into that Bama bag there.
0: Texas. In Bama, it's you know, Bama is a starting off point to get to Texas. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. They're amazing. They're they're great. I'm just kidding. Um, but with we saw with the with Saban retiring right and all the players, and we talked about this last week because the news broke while we were on yeah, it, while live, we were streaming yeah. live last week that Saban had retired. Um, since then we've seen the huge aftermath and Texas is taken advantage of that. Absolutely. And could have another one or two from Bama coming if if the fits are right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, look, this is something we've talked about. There was some concern of, you know, Texas coming in. There have been years where Texas has been in a rebuilding year, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that things, you know, especially when Sark and company came in, mm-hmm. um, got to get your guys in, get your system in place we are no longer in that pattern. Texas right. is officially, I mean, I think this is official to say, Texas is now in a reloading position rather than rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know Sark's ties to Alabama. Um, he's he's tied into that pipeline. Of course, Coach the players under,
0: know him. Players he, know he recruited well.
1: a lot of those players mm-hmm. while he was on staff at Bama. Right, right. So, and I think too, watching Texas's success and seeing a lot of what, you know, again, Coach Sark. Credits Nick Saban to a lot of his success, his right. return, his comeback, coaching mm-hmm. under Saban twice, saving his life in that, that finding his heart right. issue and getting heart surgery. Right, I mean it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So very close ties to Alabama, and and again, Coach Sark has always been supportive of the Alabama program, right. even when he's at Texas. So keeping those ties pretty close. Definitely, we're we're seeing that come to fruition now that Nick Saban has retired. Again, this is one of those coaching announcements like with Mac Brown. Uh mm-hmm. you know, looking at it when Mac Brown retired, I think it affected 103, 104 jobs throughout the coaching. Again, most of those being college, mm-hmm. right, with the shuffle around, of course, bringing Charlie Strong in and then him plucking his his people Louisville. in. Right. Yeah. But so but there were NFL jobs, four NFL jobs that were affected. There are a couple of high school coaching jobs that I mean, this was this is on that magnitude if not even larger with Nick mm-hmm. Saban retiring. Of course, we're seeing that, you know, with the shuffle DeBoer coming into Alabama, um, leaving a really good Washington team open to bringing up new, bringing in new players. It's, it's just madness right now with the coaching shuffle mm-hmm. and then the portal thrown in there. It's, it's bonkers. I think the
0: difference between, you mentioned when Mac Brown um, stepped aside, retired, um, the difference is... Back then, the players couldn't just say, "Oh, my coach is right. gone, so give me my one free transfer." Now they can. You know, they have thirty days to put, you know, like Alabama, their coach left, and and mm-hmm. Washington, they have thirty days from the to put their names in the portal. And like Chris uh, CB just said, Washington and Bama right. are decimated, and it's not over yet. It's only been a right. few. It's only been a few days, and this is interesting. Stuart Mandel said the call co- of the college football playoff teams. Texas has as of today Texas has 14 returning starters, Alabama's 7, Michigan 6, Washington 3. Yeah. Listen. Washington's only going to have as of today 3 returning starters from a championship comp- competitive team. Yeah.
1: That's, that's that's a lot to rebuild. It absolutely is. And again, you know, CB talking about Washington and Alabama being decimated. That's absolutely true because again, with that coaching carousel, all these changes coming in, um, there were some concerns with Texas. We lost a lot of production, mm-hmm. especially in offense. Um, you know, our top uh, pr- producers are gone. Uh, we lose Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Adonai Mitchell declared. But, you know, when that initially happened, there was a little trepidation. I think, crap, you know, how are we going to replace all of this? But have no fear. Listen, if there's ever the, Texas fans, definitely have the, 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 tendency to be a little chicken little, you know, the sky is falling. Everything's terrible, right? But if this proves anything, you got to have faith in Sark because Mm -hmm. almost immediately we were filling those spots, you know, Sark and, and his coaching staff really came through again, Pulling in Golden from Houston, I think, was a, a huge right. thing. Uh, you know, Chip and were. Zab- to help
0: with the return game as well. Yeah. Special teams as well. Right,
1: yeah. Chip and Zay talked about this. Uh, we were talking to, listening to Bobby Burton earlier, too. Right. And he was mentioning Golden was only back receiving, uh, catching kicks and punts only nine times and had two touchdown returns. Like that's, that's a huge, that's a good ratio. Right. And you know, we saw how the staff developed Xavier worthy in that role. Um, So yeah, I think getting an experienced player like Houston, uh, excuse me, Houston's uh, golden back there. I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see the production that he brings um, and, and what this Texas offense is going to look like. Uh, I mean, who are you excited about coming in?
0: Well, but let's, I'm excited, but let me tell you, so Horn Sports had tweeted that Worthy, Mitchell, and, and Whittington had 172 catches, 2,364 yards, and 17 TDs. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's huge production. That was like 85 right. 90% of the production right. last year that was going with those three. And then coming in, though, and this is with different styles of offense, different teams, and different quarterbacks, but the production coming in is pretty similar, 140 catches, 18 118 yards, 15 TDs. So that's that. Take that and put it in Sark system with a ex- third-year quarterback because right. also since la- we last spoke, Quinn's coming back. Yep, um, officially. Officially. Not,
1: not that there was a whole lot of question.
0: There, but, well, it wasn't but it's official. official. It's yeah. official. He made his own video, <laughs> right. signed a fancy card for you to buy later in the season. Um, so so we, now we know that with Quinn coming back, third year in the system, Sark, we heard also while we've been gone, Sark is retained. Sark is staying. We'll get mm-hmm. into that in a bit. But you have all of that uh, and the Mm O-line, all of these receivers. Can you imagine the potential for the production now? And you have a... John T. Cook, who's now had another year learning the right. system, gaining that trust, and then the other young receivers. Then you have in like Ringo, um, Ryan Wingo coming mm-hmm. in. So there's just so and other four and five stars, right? The the wide receiver room is going to be stacked. It, it so went I think from, it's the whole combination.
1: Right. It went from being a, a area of concern, like, geez, how are we gonna replace this? Right to holy crap, we might have too many. Like now the concern is do we lose some of our players? Because there are so many rock stars, so mm-hmm. so much production, so much talent. And there's just simply not enough spots on the field. That's going to be a really interesting thing to see how Sark schemes, um, how we see him use that talent, um, and how if he's able, and if he's able to hold on to the Mm -hmm. talent there. So definitely exciting times, fun to see. Um, Our guy, CJ, you know, Vogel, he's been on the show. We appreciate him. Oh,
0: CJ, we love you. Man,
1: he's blowing up all over the place. He's He's he's, doing
0: great work with on on Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: he really is. Um, But yeah, he mentioned. And then, you know, Jeff Banks really kind of echoed this later Mm -hmm. that speed, 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 like looking at this, this offense now, this Texas offense with our incoming players, uh, returning players and the transfers, of course, there's, I think we're going to see a lot more freedom, you know, and this is something CJ was talking on. These guys are fast. I mean, this is insane numbers. I mean, he's talking about um, all three golden bond and Bolden all run sub 10-8 hundred meters. So fast. these dudes are fast, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that CJ was alluding to is Sark's got so many weapons now and they're all so able. It's not simply like, oh, we know when we need a speed guy, this is who's going to get the yeah. ball when yeah. we, right. So he's going to be able to move and scheme a little bit better and get the players around. So we're not going to be necessarily be tipping our hat at what's coming up right and they're still
0: versatile which right. he talks about all the time versatility not just um it can he run or throw or you know the versatility there but also within within a running game or within a passing game there needs to be a lot of versatility mm-hmm. and when you have these players that can line up anywhere that's huge I'm a little worried about the size because you know we have Bolden coming in he's only 5'8", but he mm-hmm. must be able to scheme him into space or like what he sees and the potential is there. He did really well at Oregon State, so um, it's going to be fun. I, the, the, the All these pieces right. are coming together, and with all this happening and I, the the Potential still now we ha- we know today Jabbar Muhammad, which mm-hmm. is Malik Muhammad's cousin, mm-hmm. Washington DB. He's on campus today mm-hmm. for an official visit. So there's still potential Oregon's a favorite there, but there's still potential there and maybe another tight end, um, the
1: Stanford tight end. Mm-hmm. There's potential. So let me ask that, heading. you know, we've got all these weapons now at wide receiver available again, a lot of experience again, with Quinn coming back guys that he's going to be comfortable with. Um, how do you feel about tight end? We know that Gunnar Helm. This to me, this felt like his year. You know, this this upcoming year is his year to step up and be that guy. Um, All right. We know that Sark likes to scheme with tight ends. Um, didn't see it. I mean, we started to see it a little bit more this past year, hoping to see more this year, but. Does that put a damper on Gunnar Helm's potential breakout season with all of this talent at wide receiver?
0: No, because I think he still likes two tight end sets and he would like to have two, at least one or two all the time on the field. We saw that. So he needs, and they need rest. They need to be able to come in fresh. He likes to rotate people he trusts, but he likes his best people out there as much as possible. So we saw just moments where Gunnar Helm was just, he's coming, he's coming. And we, he, and he's been in the system, and he's been, and they've used him in critical moments, like right. in the OU game when they, you know, had that, you know, dummy right over the middle, and he he almost fumbled it, but <laughs> he came through, and he's he stepped up in good moments, and I. When he's behind Jatavian Sanders, of course, he's not going to have the stats like him, but he's coming. and But he does need help, and he can't do it all by himself. So I I do like that they're still recruiting. There's a couple names out for tight end that are still possibilities. So hopefully they get – they're competing with Georgia for them. So hopefully they get at least one more. Yeah. But what we really need. Yeah, bring it. D-line.
1: Yeah. But how do you recruit D-line when there's no D-line coach? Yeah, that's that's the biggest question. So, you know, again, we'll, we're talking about the coaching carousel. We're talking about the players and the transferring and, and all kinds of things. Bo Davis leaving was a huge, huge blow and to it, Texas. Yeah. I, there's no He's way to cut that. He's an amazing coach who's right. developed
0: really well and a player's coach. So of course people want to come to be coached by him.
1: Right. right. You know, we mentioned earlier, of course we see DeAndre uh, Robinson get out of his letter of intent. Um, but yeah, Davis is going to be one of those critical hires. I think this is going to be, I don't want to say a pivotal point for, for coach Stark, But this is a key moment for his staff. And he's shown he's been able to build the staff that is trustworthy, that can recruit their pants off. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they so far, there's nothing that's indicated that Sark isn't going to have a home run hire, Right. But replacing somebody like Bo Davis, that passion. Again, we've talked about this on the show. We've we've talked about this ad, ad nauseum, really. Bo Davis was the the heart and the soul. He was really the catalyst. That that speech at ISU, just right. that passion that he brings. What a game changer. Absolute, literal, literal game changer, <laughs> right? Um, but program changer too. I mean, that was really the the turning point for Texas to get their collective shit together, right? Mm-hmm. And and see who's really in and who's buying into this, this system and the vision. And there was a lot of changes there. Again, Bo Davis being the guy that that really pushed that. And then to lose a recruiter like him again, there's no way to slice it. That it's not, it doesn't feel like roses for Texas, right? So there, we you've heard some some names being floated. That some exciting some exciting names. Who who have you got coming in? Who do you think is going to replace Bo Davis? Those big shoes to fill. Well,
0: I'm not the one reporting this. But- I'm. I- I've seen other reports and I will credit Bobby Burton because I I feel like he's pretty knowledgeable. Um, Rod Wright is who they're talking about and he's former Longhorn who mm-hmm. is with, well, he's supposed to be like the one that is in the lead for the position, not, mm-hmm. not the one who's been hired and signed, but, but he's still with the Houston Texans still in the playoffs. So um, we'll see there's, there's um, whoever it is. I, I feel like at the end of the day, it's still PKs defense absolutely but everyone wants to know who their position coach is going to be so we with junior days this weekend um that's going to be like well who's the dl coach people are going to want to know that and well well it's going to be exciting
1: it is it is so again bo davis leaving there's some question marks there again i have full faith that this staff knows exactly who they're going after and who they're going to get again you're talking about bringing a longhorn legacy in who has ties in texas obviously knows the program loves the program and to that point, to to step up from an NFL job to fill this position yes. is huge, especially for a team that's surging like the Texans. Yeah. It's not like they're coming from some crap NFL team, bottle bottom of the barrel. So <laughs> the Titans, uh, okay, your team, <laughs> not mine. I, you said it, not me. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would bring a lot of hype. Is this a position um, that you think needs hype to fill? Bo Davis's shoes. No, think- I think they need resume more than hype.
0: The, the the athletes, the recruits, they can see through hype, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have an experienced a experienced coach who's going to come and say, I've done this at my myself, I've, you know, played at a high level, I made it to the NFL, or I played D1 at Texas. Also, i work with the NFL, I've I've trained NFL athletes, I know what it takes to be successful in the NFL. And when they have that resume, Mm -hmm. and these are the athletes I've worked with. And this is, you know, the kind of development we do on and off the field, Mm -hmm. that I think that the athletes are smart, they get it, they know who's who, and they can see through, you know, shine and fluff. And that's why I think it's stark is fine to take his time and make the right hire. There's no rush. Um, these, and we're talking about junior day. So it's still, you know, athletes that still need to go through all their spring training, all, you know, their senior season. So there's still time to be developing these relationships and hopefully they get someone in sooner rather than later. But I think it's still better to give them time and see who it's going to be. Um, is it going to be
1: before the second signing day? Cause that's coming. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a big question. Again, I think it would be to Texas's advantage mm-hmm. to get that position filled sooner rather than later. Of course you want more time the right on the, recruiting. the right hire. Yeah, absolutely. Don't rush through it, but you want the right hire sooner rather than later to be able to have more time with mm-hmm. the, um, recruiting and, and, and get that time in. Um, you know, we, we've we talked about this. One other, of course, Quinn is staying. We mentioned that Quinn is
0: staying. one other amazing.
1: another big piece, Jade Baron. you know, staying yes. in. and taking Michael Huff's number. That How cool video is that? that video that Jade Baron posted, his
0: that he was staying was so cool. Like having Huff hand him yeah. the seven yeah what an honor yeah. to get that dbu legendary seven
1: absolutely yeah it was real cool give me i i gotta say goosebumps. and then the like coming for the thorpe award like he's got big gold i get it yeah you know look maybe this seems petty and i'll be the person to, to toot their horn all the time our social media team remains undefeated like so good the production's amazing the vision's awesome and like i I can't recall a video that I've watched from them, the announcements, things like that, where I've, I haven't gotten just a little misty. It's a little teary, a little so like damn, they they somehow make your heartstrings just,
0: oh. And they, Huff, you know, he's on staff with Texas. He's there every day with the athletes. Mm-hmm. They see the work. He, they, they know who DBU is. They know the Thorpe winner. They it's it's just such a Handing the you know baton to the next generation, but literally handing him not just a jersey, but his number. Like I, I bless you. Like right. I'm blessing you. Very symbolic. Yes, right? like yeah. I, I give you my blessing to have number seven. That was a big deal.
1: And then he's like, "Guess I'm coming back <laughs> to to fulfill that legacy again." I I think the word that we're going to see a lot, or at least that is stuck in my head, is legacy with Texas. Mm-hmm. Right, like again, we've talked, we've had some players in the past, some players, you know, maybe a little more recently. There's a thing that our friend Quan Cosby likes to Mm -hmm. say. There are players that play at Texas and there's players that play for Texas. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's pretty obvious who's who, Um, you can pick that out pretty quick, but I think that's one of the things that, that has, that Sark has really, and again, his coaching staff has really instilled is, You want to be a player. He wants players that want to play for Texas, Mm -hmm. right? Not just here, not just for the name on their back, but to play for Texas and to be a part of that legacy. And I think, you know, we see that again with Michael Huff coming in, handed down the number, part of DBU. Let's take some pride. Let's build that legacy. Not only is Texas going to develop players, but you're going to be part of this storied university. You're going to be part of the fabric that makes Texas great. That kind of message, that'll get me every time, man. Like fire me up. I will run through a brick wall right now is the season here. I am ready. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Going going out into the off season, we were actually worried about the DBs because we were losing players. Well, players were moving on, but also we had some go to the transfer portal and it was getting pretty thin. I felt like every day there was a new DB in the transfer portal for a few days. But now it's looking really good. Derek Williams, Michael Taff, who's going to be the leader. I already called it. He's going to be the leader in interceptions (laughs) next year. Uh, Makuba transferring in. Right. That's huge. And then we have, of course, Barron is back. Gilbo is back. Muhammad, who had just really grew over the season for a young freshman. Terrence Brooks is back. And then you have five stars. Kobe Black, Xavier Filsamy coming in. But who... Now, okay, so all those players are coming. Yes, and yes. there's the drama of is are we going to have Dwayne Aquina?
1: <laughs> the to question really, to really make this DBU DBU. Yeah. is Dwayne Aquina coming? Yes, no, maybe so. No, it it would be awesome to have him back, but you know, again, this coaching carousel thing it it's it is both cruel and kind, and then cruel again. Yeah, right? let's get into it. Let's get into the coaching carousel. Right, so. There was an announcement that Akina was coming back, you know, with the changes at Arizona. He was going to come back to Texas as an analyst, which mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of success from before. Again, thank you, Gary Patterson. Um, so everybody's hyped. Akina's coming back. You DBU, see, DBU's back, look right? At this,
0: look at this roster with Akina you, helping.
1: That's right, man. helping the coaching staff. You see all of these former players coming in, hyped up. Everybody's so excited. Akina's back. Akina's back. But, as but Corso, not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> right. It, it appears that Akina – and has that become official yet, or is it still oh. kind of up in there? Right now it appears that Akina has been offered his job back An in An on-field
0: job, which would be coaching staff significantly more. money. Right. We don't – I don't – last I heard, I haven't seen anything official that he is going to go ahead and take a job um, with Arizona. So, I don't know. There's
1: still some hope. There's still some hope that he could end up at Texas. It ain't over till it, it's again, over. I, I highly doubt that Texas is going to get money whipped by yeah. by the likes of Arizona. But again, it's about opportunity um, and where Akina sees his career going and what he wants to do. But yeah, man, I mean, I think that would be a huge piece to have him back at Texas. Just mm-hmm. again, bringing part of that legacy back, bringing bringing people that know and love and and truly believe in Texas yes. uh, back to help out. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on.
0: And with such a resume of developing, you know, he was at Stanford for so long too, um, put a lot of, put DBs in the NFL, but what he did at Texas is just the standard of coaching defensive backs. And it, yes, and mentally too, the way that the, a lot of the players we've talked to, like, you know, <laughs> Rod Babers, you talked to him, and yeah. he talks about Akina just really teaching them, the understanding the game mm-hmm. not ju- you know just and understanding that everyone defends a little differently everyone's style or motivations are different and he gets them all mm-hmm. so of course he wouldn't be the db coach but he could he could be assisting and that would after this year, they did need some help. An, an analyst. They did yep. need some help. Yeah. wow, the talent coming is good. Yeah, yeah. The because... roster was scary. Now it's beautiful. <laughs> I know. It's, Just it's... like the wide receivers and DBs, they that looked really scary at the end of last season. After the Sugar Bowl, <laughs> we're like, oh, no. And now we're like, oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I know. It's funny. It feels like a carnival, right? We've got the coaching carousel. We've got the roller coaster of the portal, the transfers, the players coming in and out, recruits, all this kind of stuff. There's definitely a lot going on. Um, Texas
0: is winning. Yeah. Winning the offseason.
1: Absolutely. So far, if if there is a trophy, hang the banner <laughs> All right. Texas is winning. Um, we will not do that. Yeah, I know. We I know. will
0: like unlike some schools, we'll not hang a banner for well, that. well. We don't
1: we don't need to fluff an empty trophy case no. with things like that. No, I agree.
0: 22,000 blank blank. <laughs> blank
1: blank national <laughs> championship. So I suppose we're, you know, talking about the coaching carousel. We buried the lead a little bit. Yeah. Sarkeesian is staying. Yay! Us, right?
0: Extended, yes. There,
1: there was definitely some question um, with his deep ties that we were talking about earlier to Alabama. Can Alabama pull Sarkeesian away? Um, and look, yes, I, I suppose there's always anything could happen. But Texas isn't a job typically that people willingly leave. Right. Especially <laughs> in a position like Coach Sarkeesian is in. You're looking at a man who has come in, built a program his way and done it in a Mm -hmm. relatively short amount of time, three years to make it to college football play from where Texas was, you know, five and seven to get to a college football playoff. That's an incredible turnaround, doing it the way that he wants with his players, his philosophy. Mm -hmm. Right. I just don't see how you would want. He's in a he he's in high cotton right now. Right. Yeah. He's happy. A.D. is happy. He's getting he's getting paid he's building things he's where he wants to be on the precipice of like taking that next step to me and I'm not saying this about the Alabama job in general but for a coach like Sark in a position he's in at a place like Texas to then have to go to Alabama and fill the shoes of the goat the absolute greatest coach that there ever has been in college football Mm -hmm. Nick Saban especially after a decimated yeah the pressure like I don't know of anybody who wants to be the guy that comes after Nick Saban. You um, want to be the guy that comes after the guy that Kalen comes after. DeVore. Right. Look, good for him. And and he's going to make his he's money. He's taking
0: on the biggest challenge. Right. And not only is, like you were saying, he has to follow Nick Saban, he's following it with a roster that's jumping ship. <laughs> right. Like running from that program. And,
1: yeah. Th- yeah, there's just a lot of unknowns with Alabama. Now, again, we've seen, you know, Coach DeVore – build something really special at Washington, obviously made it to the Mm. the national championship this year. They've, they've again shown a lot of growth in a short amount of time, but to come in to a program like Alabama and to try to come in behind a coach like Nick Saban, working with a decimated, Mm. you know, roster like Alabama has right now, there's just so many questions on can he reproduce what he did at at Washington to follow up at Alabama. Is he going to be able to live up to the standard that was set by Nick Saban? If
0: you had to right now pick um, Alabama's win loss record next year, they have a really good coach, but the roster as of right now, they'll probably still pull from the portal too. They'll probably bring a few Washington kids with them. Sure. Um, But do you, if you had to pick right now, how many losses they're going
1: to take next year? Look gun to the head right now, I think, Bama probably has eight wins in them. Um, you know, is there potential for more? Yeah, but this is again, we're talking this is rebuilding, not reloading. Yeah, right. <laughs> so but he's got a huge. I still think task they have enough.
0: Him. I still, I mean, they've only recruited four and five stars for the last ten, ten years. So yeah, that is, true. I still feel that even if half the team left, they're left with the other half of still four and five stars. Yeah. So the talent is there. Let's see if what 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 he can put together because these aren't this maybe there i'm sure a lot of these kids he did recruit also they're the best in the country mm-hmm. but we'll see if what's left he can fit those pieces together and and still Sabin had saban had a culture right he had Absolutely. the things going a certain way they were there to work hard and to win games and they what saban built worked so let's see if Deboer and Deboer has a culture are they Compatible? Are they going to fit? Are they? Is it going to? Is it going to be able to roll in and keep it
1: going? What right. Saban
0: was doing, or did it, was he doing it a completely different way? And I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of questions. Again, looking at Alabama's twenty-four schedule, they've got Western Kentucky, USF. That should be a win. Yeah, USF,
0: USF should be a win. Wisconsin. It's at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. Though.
1: Ooh. That... Then Georgia, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee, Missouri, at LSU, Mercer, at Oklahoma, and then Auburn. So. I would say, you know, looking at this just on the surface right now, today, as we sit in January of 2024, Mm -hmm. this is a very winnable schedule. Right. I would say Georgia's a
0: loss at Tennessee could be a loss. They get Missouri at home, but Missouri's up and coming. Yeah, they are. At LSU could be a loss. The back end of their... At Oklahoma could be a
1: loss. Right. The the back end of their schedule is, is tough. They could lose three of the last five. Right. And so... Right now, again, you ask me gun to the head. I say Alabama's good for eight wins for sure. Beyond I would that like to
0: see Vegas is over. I don't so. want to put
1: anything on it. You know what? The good
0: thing is with that, when Saban retired and it left that opening is all the other coaches who were getting name, th- names thrown out, of course, Sark and DeBoer and who ended up being the coach. And then Mike Norvella at Florida state. Normally it's the Texas job. That's getting everyone raises and bumps and <laughs> right. extensions. But this time it was the Bama job I that mean, people was, their names are coming up and they were turned Dan Lenning, Lenning mm-hmm, from Lanning. Oregon, Lanning. Thank mm-hmm. you from, um, um, Oregon. Mm-hmm. He got a raise and extension. Uh, Florida State got a raise and extension. <laughs> S- uh, SART got a raise. You get a raise and extension. Right. Every Normally it's the Texas job that's like people laugh that everyone's getting, you know, raises yeah. just for being mentioned. Yeah. This one, it was the Bama job that they say they got their first choice, but don't tell me they didn't rather have had Sark just or, just like Texas got their first choice Lan- with Lanning. Lanning? Yeah, yeah, okay. Once once it's in your head the wrong way, it's the wrong way. Yeah. Lan- Oregon. Don't yeah. tell me they wouldn't have had or Norvell. Or... Well,
1: right. Look, okay. Texas got their first choice with Charlie Strong, right? No, right. <laughs> As I'm saying, that's the narrative, I of course. I, no, we, we get it, we get it. But yeah, look, again, a lot of questions in Alabama. Again, I don't want to take that money line right now. Uh-huh. I would, I, I think it'd be super. I, there's just too many questions to answer. I, I, they're definitely in my mind, Bama's going to take a step back that first year, just right. as any coach would in a rebuilding place, trying to instill his own culture, get mm-hmm. his own guys in there. I, I don't know. I, I think that's just a really tall task to ask for a 10 win season out of Alabama with that.
0: One thing that I did see when, with Sabin retiring, that, all the old videos and interviews and things of hit that he's had over the years were coming up and people sharing moments that they really, you know, respected or remembered about Sabin. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, he was in a, you know, press conference with his Coke, Coca-Cola bottle and yeah. his Dasani water bottle, always perfectly placed yes. there that he never drinks from. But those two are perfectly placed and they're asking him, um, well, he, he's, he goes on a tangent about like kicking players off the team, punishing players Mm -hmm. when they've made a mistake. And he had the best response about that. Everybody wants you to just kill a player, you know, terminate them, get rid of them if they make a mistake, burn them at the stake, burn them at the stake when they're 18 or 19 year olds who make a mistake. And he said that he gave an example of one player that, you know, he, he was, removed from the team, suspended from the team, but he had to work his way back. And he had his own out of, you know, discipline in-house. And he had to really work his way back onto the team. That player went on to be in the NFL for, you know, 14 years, married with children. His oldest daughter now is at (laughs) Princeton. Like he went on to be a success story. Of course, that doesn't always happen, but in this case it happened. Mm -hmm. But he was just saying that he had a chance to, cast this kid off to nothingness and lose the opportunity of education and all the other things. But he believed in giving him a second chance and that these are young men who make mistakes and they make it on big scales. That every It's public, right? Well, People's right. kids make mistakes all the time, but these are very public mistakes when they happen to these kids and that he gave him a second chance and he was just talking about how important it is to, he believes
1: in just second humans, chances. Yeah.
0: And then, so I thought about it, I'm like that's really... I like that he did that. It. it worked out for this kid. It's not that black and white, like not every crime deserves a second chance. Some behaviors are really horrendous and you don't want that on your campus. But some yeah. kids really just get mixed up in the wrong crowd or the wrong place in time and they need
1: direction. Sure. And they need- Getting caught with a little pot is very different than sexual assault or something right, like that. Right, right. Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. And yeah, so I think, that was, I think that was really cool that he took the time to just talk a bit about- Second chances, and then I said, "Oh, I, I really see why people would want to be coached by him because behind closed doors, he's probably a more caring, um, guiding person than the stiff that he puts <laughs> I out. Think he's probably a bit of
1: both. Bit no, I'm sure he is, like, and, tough and he gets
0: stuff done. Mm-hmm. Right? He would. He wouldn't." lead these men to tough greatness mm-hmm. if he was easy going. Yeah, right? no
1: no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, always easy going. They're, right? they're big shoes to fill. It'll be really interesting to see mm-hmm. how that's going to play out. Um, and yeah, to that point, look, we've got Seth commenting. Um, Stark's been talking a lot this year about second chances, too. Mm-hmm. It, it is an important concept. And I mean, Coach Sarkeesian, Seth. hey, Seth, Coach Sarkeesian wouldn't be where he is without second chances, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot to do about his public struggles. Um, and And... He fell and now he's rebuilt and that wouldn't happen without second chances from Nick Saban, you know, from he's,
0: he's yes. He's so, been given second chance. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, I love that message. I do think that's an important thing to treat people like humans, right? That's, that's always, <laughs> always a good baseline to start with. So, yes. um, so yeah, again, a little bit about the coaching. So we know Saban's out. Um, Harbaugh is a big question at Michigan. Yes. Um, is that's he going to be right? Is he going to be <laughs> running away from perhaps some, fines and some uh, potential suspensions or some vacating of championships (laughs) perhaps um again we saw that jj mccarthy uh declared for the nfl so and he should he's one of the top quarterbacks
0: off the draft absolutely off the board right now
1: um yeah and to that point we'll touch on this real quick texas is open as a one and a half point favorite at michigan next year i
0: i was shocked when i saw that
1: i don't know i i think initially looking at it going yeah maybe but looking at how Texas has reloaded, you know, we talked earlier about the
0: roster looks
1: good the roster and the QB built.
0: coming back with them not having a QB right. and well, starting a new QB and maybe who's their coach. Right, right. Yeah. There's just
1: so many questions at Michigan. Um, I think Ann Arbor is going to be a lot of fun. Again, my, my cousins up there, she went to, this is crazy. She went to U of M and to Michigan State, mm-hmm. um, but she actually lives on U of M campus. So I've already told That's her where we'll be. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm crashing <laughs> with you, cousin. Like we're we're gonna be there. Uh, but looking forward to that one. So yeah, Texas right now in the way too early predictions has opened as a one and a half point that favorite.
0: To me, was in the big shocking. house.
1: Yeah, so definitely. Again, if you guys don't already have it circled, please get out from under the rocks. Circle, you know, September seventh this year. Um, going to be real fun. So
0: um, non-termination clause in his contract. I didn't see that. Are you talking about the one he's trying to work with NFL <laughs> because he's already interviewing for NFL jobs? Or are you? T- did he interview with the Chargers? Who was it? That yeah, he- I think it was Chargers. Uh, right. And then is are you talking about in order to stay at Michigan? Let us know, please.
1: Yeah. And then again, we're seeing a lot of coaching carousels too with Belichick being gone. Um, there's questions in the NFL, with uh, is uh, your boy going to come back for the Cowboys, everybody? <laughs> um, are, are, are you talking about... Uh, said coach. Oh, I've been saying he needs to go forever. Yeah, look, there's so a lot Mike, of questions. Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, yeah he can well, go.
1: And we'll jump into that. We'll talk about McCarthy and, and coaching jobs in the NFL when we get into playoff talk a little bit later uh, in the next hour. But, um, yeah, I mean, look... One thing I do want to bring up a little bit, as we've Mm. talked about, so anytime a coach leaves a a program, and this is something that the players didn't have the ability to do before, and I think this is is a good move for the NCAA, once a coach announces that he is leaving or retiring or taking a different job, um, players on that team have a 30-day window to enter their name into the portal. It doesn't right. mean they have to find a landing place, but they do have a 30-day window at that point to enter into the portal. Now, there's some question. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, Texas definitely feasting on the Alabama carcass, right? And definitely <laughs> picking up uh, quite a few players from Bama with that pipeline that Coach Sarkeesian has there um, and the, the connections and relationships. There have been some uh, some rumors, some accusations of tampering uh, so uh, let, let's talk about that for a minute. Now timing can be a little questionable, mm-hmm. right? Officially the rules are a school cannot contact a player at all. Can't contact them until their name is in the portal. It, now this can't be the player can't Stark say can't call up the player. That, himself. Is, that is correct. There cannot be any contact now, but there are so many other people that they can talk to now. Now that's something to say. Again, the, the player can't announce that they intend to enter the portal. Their name has to officially be right. in the portal, which sometimes takes some time to get through compliance. They, they can right? have up to 48 hours too until they even release it. The school right. It, right. it takes it takes a minute. So right. do you think, you know, that that this is a case of, you know, we see Bond, uh, I believe it was Bond with the, the Lambo deal. The Lambo picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty quick mm-hmm. after after him hitting the portal. Do you think
0: there was tampering with Texas? I don't know. I think the thing is like the, Student athletes know who they want to mm-hmm. right? the other teammates know who they want to the Texas players. So if, if the staff is like, this is our guy, let's all go get him. Heck yeah. They're Jay. Uh, I mean, not Jay Whitney more, but he had that Lambo. I'm trying to think whoever has a Lamborghini now, well, Bijan was Bijan had the Lamborghini, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, why wouldn't they go pick him up in the Lambo and take him to campus? Like it's so <laughs> easy to do through everyone else. Do I think Sarkoosian picked him up and <laughs> took him to the Lamborghini dealership? No, Yeah, but are there a hundred other ways for someone to roll up in a Lambo with him?
1: Absolutely. Sure. So no, it's the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? I think every,
0: that's probably a gray area if they say, hey, go, I need this guy, let everybody get to work, but all the teammates want to play with the best players too. Mm -hmm. And we, they've even talked about how, you know, they've helped recruit, they get on social media and, you know, track, track the friends down and, and, oh, come play with us. You know where it's at. Texas horns up and they do that with each other. Of course, it happens when they get on campus too. send so-and-so to pick them up in this Lambo and then take them to this steakhouse. And all of that is between the players, right? It's not legal and legal. Mm -hmm. So just because other poor schools are jealous that they don't have Lamborghini (laughs) dealerships in their town, doesn't mean that Texas is automatically
1: cheating. Look, I, I would agree with that on this. I think I think this is, you know, tampering is one, especially in circumstances like this. I say prove it. If yeah. we're tampering, prove That's it. exactly it. That's exactly it. I think this is one of those just accepted, you know, we know a few people in compliance at various different schools. Mm-hmm. And the, the general consensus is, look, it is a big violation if, if you break it. But the understanding within coaches and coaching staffs mm-hmm. around the nation is there's contact. Just don't get caught, right? Yeah. There's contact follow the rules, toe the line, but, you know. And
0: then nowadays with agents, all these young players all have agents now. Right. So did you contact so-and-so's, did your friend let so-and-so's friends know that the agent knows? That can all be happening way before someone comes on campus too.
1: And that's kind of the point too, right? In the age of NIL, there are agents. Money does exchange hands from different entities, legally, completely above board, and records of that conversations from a player on what deals they had with a potential player. That's mm-hmm. all above board. Right. Right. So again, in, in, in our conversations with, with some of the compliance folks is tampering a thing. Yes. Is it a major violation? Yeah, it can be. Does it happen? It, there, there's definitely a lot of close, like gray area. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing was exactly like you said, prove it. It is yeah. really hard to prove that there was intentional contact or that even there was contact with inappropriate, you know, staff members, things like that. So yeah, look, is it anytime anybody says anything about tampering with Texas, look in the age of NIL, in the age of these portal transfers and coaches changing jobs pretty frequently, I think you just look, you smile, you get a big grin on your face and say, glad he's coming to Texas. Right. I think that's kind of where, where you can leave it and uh, well, I think it's live in that gray area.
0: Yeah. I think it's important that you noted that um, the, you know, the, 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 coaches can't be talking in IL with these kids. Right? <laughs> right. But the other players can be say, oh, as a wide receiver, you know, they can talk money, they can talk deals. They can, even if they don't, tell them I'm getting such and such dollars. These are the companies I'm working with. Right. And these are the companies that want to work with Texas athletes. And right now there's so many we see Quinn Ewers on a on a commercial for with an attorney 444. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they they're doing it's all kinds of it's deals. Visible, yeah. And you know if you're part of the pancake fa- pancake factory, the O line, they're guaranteed certain money every mm-hmm. year. And they're making good money and they can talk with the other players. And Texas is one of the programs that the players will tell you they, you know, I've lining up these deals and these deals came through Mm -hmm. and you know, my agent said this and this could happen and it's coming through and Mm -hmm. they're getting paid. Not like we saw. Okay. So we've heard before Evan Stewart was Evan Stewart that made the comments that Aggies, weren't but there's were
1: some questionable, questionable comments about i never received x that, y and z yeah i didn't get right. what i was
0: promised along those lines <laughs> mm-hmm. well today walter nolan put out a psa
1: former who's former walter, yep.
0: former texas aggie defensive tackle mm-hmm. put out a psa warning player saying if you going to and m read your contract thoroughly hit me up if you got questions just trying to help that implies that he was misled in some way or the contract was written mm-hmm. different than maybe it was, they explained it it was going to be mm-hmm. to him. That's kind of implied in that thing that warning the Aggies have now a reputation of not coming through with all this and they're supposed to have, you know, big money to give. And it seems like a few different players now have said they're not getting what they were promised.
1: Right, right. Look, I like this comment. It's only cheating if you get caught. That's, ah. that's, that's, that's fair. Again, I think, for the most part, Texas is a, a runs a clean program, stays above board, definitely learns where to toe that line. Um, but yeah, I mean this this to me is speaks volumes, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly the, the Walter Nolan comment. Ex- yeah, exactly, exactly like you're saying. Players can see potential players, potential transfers, recruits can mm-hmm. see certain deals at at you know NIL deals at different schools. Texas, you know, cl- not Clemson. Uh, <laughs> A&M question mark, right? You see that pretty publicly. These these players are out and about. Their agents are doing their job. They're getting mm-hmm. their name out there. You see what's working and what isn't. Um, and again, yeah, we've talked about this, the age of NIL. It is kind of the haves and the have-nots. But that's going to be visible. But on top of that, you've also got to follow through. And when you start to get questions, you know, this has been a few years now, a couple years now of mm-hmm. comments from... You know, Aggie players saying I wasn't necessarily I haven't gotten a dang thing. Mm-hmm. Right. A, a former player coming out saying double check your contract. That's not a great look for AM. <laughs> so no. again, AM, another one of those schools that's going through the coaching changes. Uh, Elko coming in. So maybe mm-hmm. the culture changes, maybe it's a little different there. We know Jimbo Fisher didn't necessarily use the portal well. Didn't did he capitalize on NIL like he could have? Kind of seeming like no. Um yeah and
0: let's see what money they can raise for NIL when they're they just had to pay off when no. they're paying off their coach.
1: If there is one thing that I will credit AM for it's that they can that come up
0: with money. Their yes.
1: boosters will come up with a lot of money no matter what. So I don't know that that's the issue there. I think it's the follow through, which mm-hmm. to me is the bigger issue. You know, do what you say you're going to do, uh, yep. especially with players because you can't get away with that shit for too long. Eventually that'll catch up with you. So right. maybe they still maybe. have a
0: strong recruiting class right now, and yep. they, you know we'll we'll see and they just got a five star from an Alabama transfer. Oh, who was it? I forgot who it was, but they just got a good transfer, too. So they're doing well, too, in mm-hmm. the portal and out of high school. So they they will be fine. Um, hopefully the kids read their contract twice. D- right. Double check. If not, message Walter Nolan. Yeah. He said he's happy to help <laughs> you. Help you he's happy it. to help you uh, look over your contract. Hit him up, he said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, the the Texas Death Star. Thanks, LFG. Like, definitely, um, you know, Ketch did say that. Uh, the Death Star donor money machine will will shine in the NIL era. Uh, I agree. Listen, Texas, I you know, on principle, looking at a fair playing field, it does kind of suck to be in a world where there's have and have nots, but it doesn't suck when you're one of the ones that have, right? And Texas for sure is leading the way with NIL doing it right. The Texas One Fund when it came in um, was kind of the first of its nature Again, AM got in a little bit of trouble when they first set up their collective for how they were contacting recruits. There was some minor violations, some slaps on the wrist. Texas learned from that and ran with it and I think has excelled in the NIL era for sure. Um,
0: The the have and the have nots argument, I agree, but it's been what it's always been. Now just more of it is above the table. It's not all above the table, but more of it is above the table. So schools that were paying anyway now can pay bigger and above (laughs) the table, right?
1: Well, so... That's not to imply that Texas was paying illegally. Or illegally. No,
0: I'm saying the have and have nots <laughs> argument. There's always sure. been schools who can pay and have donors and and sure. money that slides hands, handshake money and duffel bag money. And mama has a new job money and daddy's now on coaching staff money. Well, That's Bush, always happened. Right? right. So now they can pay taxes on it and they can get, you know. More earning potential from
1: it. I, I saw a comment the other day that the uh, Texas Lambo deals are going to have a lot more effect than the Texas AM and M Transams. So <laughs> you remember, if you remember that that violation back in the day. Now there is one note on that before we move on and get onto our happy hour, which we're excited about. Um, there is, you know, this has come down uh, as of Friday. Uh, I say that like a Texan, don't I? Friday. That's a one word that Friday? I can't Friday. I don't Friday? know how to say. How, that how properly. Are you supposed to
0: say it? Friday? I guess.
1: Friday on Friday. Anyway,
0: I guess it depends how I'm using so it. So last the Friday, uh, the last
1: NCAA, Friday <laughs> NCAA levied significant penalties against Florida State for NIL recruiting violations. So this is, it, from what I recall, this is really the first time we've seen major violations come through with heavy penalties mm. for NIL violations. So what it'll do they be, do? it'll be interesting. Well, again, improper contact is one of the things that they were looking at again, tampering, um, prove it. Yeah. Right. Well, apparently they, they did. Apparently they did because, um, there's significant penalties, uh, against Florida state football, uh, the NIL collective. So like the Texas one mm-hmm. fund for FSU, um, and a booster and an assistant coach had inappropriate contact and NIL related recruiting violations, um, which, this is, again, the most serious violation that we've seen so far with NIL mm-hmm. um, in the first two and a half years of it. So something to keep an eye on. Definitely, it's a landscape that's always changing. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. It's definitely kind of the Wild West still, but it's starting to get rained in a little bit. Right. So keep an eye on that. Um, definitely want to stay in line. But, yeah, big violations coming down for FSU. So they've just... Taking punch after punch. Haven't they, oh, you this love year. Cooter.
0: He tells so, you it's pronounced thank Friday. Thank you, Friday. That it's it's Fra- Friday. 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 Okay, I, that's how I
1: say it. I, nice. I refuse. I don't know. That's just it's pronounced Friday. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Well, again, y'all. It is four o'clock. And almost. Right, almost. Richard's a minute early. Right on the dot, man. I'm so hey, impressed. Hey, babe.
0: <laughs> so if, if y'all are drinking with us. If you're right. new to the show, <laughs> four o'clock is happy hour. Yep. Um, and cheers. <laughs> and we got That's Richard. Richard apart. always in. Yep. That's Richard with a hook'em. <laughs> cheers, Megan. Cheers. We're back. Next right. week we will be apart, I have to tell you. Mm. Um Thank you, Richard. (laughs) Next week, we will be apart because I will be in Mexico. Yep. And you will be here. I will be here. And so we will be recording from a different from two different places but we do we should
1: say now we have a special guest next week we do we do go ahead you take. <laughs> oh you're gonna lay that on me <laughs> oh thanks for for the the heads up but yes we are really excited uh with baseball coming up we are mark Pena, who also better known as occupy left field is going to be joining us to talk texas baseball everybody that, knows occupy yeah everybody field. knows everybody knows and loves occupy it's a it's a party out in left field so he will be joining us next week um, so it's gonna be a great time having him here. Mm-hmm. Um, now you two are definitely gonna to have to fight a little bit about Matt's El Rancho because he Ugh. is like the spokesperson for Matt's. I don't and even you want,
0: let's not mention or the anti
1: spokesperson. I don't
0: wanna be I don't wanna disrespect a an Austin establishment on this show. Not your favorite. Not your I favorite. I will not I I won't eat there. I know.
1: Well, I, I appreciate but
0: that. But he loves it. And we just won't. We'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> agree
1: to disagree. And we'll just agree to disagree
0: on that food.
1: Well, that that's fair. All right. Well, again, as you guys know, four o'clock means it is our happy hour time.
0: Ooh, that's nice. It's some kind of peach martini. Well, Mango peach martini. I
1: love it. And of course we are going to say thank you to AB consultations for bringing you this happy hour. If you ever want to chill in your home and have everything comfortable, watch all your, your TV, like big TV setup for all the games. Again, we've got NBA coming up. We've got a lot of college hoops still left and like we said baseball is coming up too you guys need to check out ab consultations they have been serving the austin area since 1988, and can hook you up the way that they've hooked up thousands of Central Texans over the years. So, if you're looking for your home theater setup, you want that big, what's your like 85 inch TV? Mm. You want to have that surround sound going? You want to have multiple setups? Or if you're looking for home security or even outdoor setups, AV Consultations will take care of you. Check them out online. That's avconsultations.com, or you can give them a call at 512 255. 8678 that's avconsultations.com so
0: good job cheers to
1: that all right so now that we're jumping in uh we mentioned basketball Mm. do we have to
0: talk about basketball? we'll talk about basketball
1: a little bit of course we love zay if you guys caught uh the show before us with chip and zay zay's always tied into basketball real well he knows he
0: knows it
1: he's amazing so uh texas let's start on a positive note Texas women's basketball doing pretty dang good. Yes, um, they did have a loss at number twelve Kansas State over the weekend, but rebounded pretty pretty solidly. I would say last night they beat up on Kansas, ninety one to fifty six was the final score on yeah. that one. That's not just a win; that is an ass whooping. That is a leave no question that
0: was here at home last night It was he
1: was here yeah. at the moody
0: it was so cold i couldn't get it. <laughs> it was
1: it was but so despite not having rory Harmon, we're seeing uh coach schaefer still making the best out of what he's got what he's got now so much talent he's recruited so well absolutely yes. one, one of the better recruiters on campus i would say really underrated yeah underrated because it's women's basketball but i think yeah he's definitely
0: co- consistently a top recruiter along with Coach White, the softball, I think the two of
1: them don't get enough love for how well they recruit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we saw that loss, again, at number 12 Kansas State. It was a close game, uh, 58-61. Saw some injuries, some key injuries that kept Texas from – of course, we know that Rory's out for the season. Yeah. Um, But, uh, again, Madison's been stepping up, having a pretty dang good game. Again, she's filling a role she didn't expect to. Um, We really saw her take lead. Um, in this game against Kansas, so hopefully Texas women's basketball keeps rolling. Um, the men definitely have some questions there. Uh, we've got again. It's it's, yep, go it's ahead. A, no go ahead. No, no. Yeah, I, I <laughs> want your thoughts on it. You made a face, so you you run with that.
0: I, they should have beaten West Virginia. It was just they. It, it felt like back in the Shaka days, where they're just shooting up the threes, and they have had they've had some good success with the threes lately. It was not their three day, and at one point they were like three for fifteen, and then five for twenty something. It was getting ugly, yeah. and and I don't,
1: I try I tried watching. Them again. <laughs> Listen, that's something that I have struggled. It will
0: come together. They're still filling pieces. Dessou's just now back the last right. few games,
1: so well, and just earned the starting position.
0: Yes, now. and yeah. There was also – we the way we had to talk about it in football, the way we have to talk about it, the ridiculous unbalance in calls against Texas <laughs> so far in Big 12 play compared to the other teams. Yeah. And I don't have the stat right in front of me because I just remember that I should talk about this. But <laughs> the numbers are out there. It's ridiculous. It's just like when Texas football was getting – all these call penalties, so many penalties per game. And then the opposing opposing team never had holding or never had, right. you know, offside or never had anything. It, the numbers are pretty lopsided in basketball too. And maybe Texas is just that horribly undisciplined. Also some of the calls, especially the one where Dissou fouled out for the game, mm-hmm. it, they just were ticky tacky. And I didn't, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert in NBA and, 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 Uh, men's basketball refereeing or women's basketball refereeing (laughs) but you can tell when it looks really tack when it looks
1: one-sided well again we had talked about this the big 12 is a basketball conference yes they're they're the best one right now yeah this is a brutal basketball conference to be in and so looking at texas's schedule coming up men's basketball having that game at west virginia and then again this tonight they play uh UCF those were two games that Texas really needed to get under their belts um yeah so to bring up the foul trouble uh in that West Virginia game the Mountaineers made 27 foul shots to the Longhorns 16 so there was uh West Virginia was only called for 15 fouls the entire game so it there was definitely a huge disparity um Mm -hmm. in in the calling now you brought up a good point is this bias against texas like we perhaps have seen in some other sports or is this an undisciplined texas team i would it's probably a little of both little column a, a little it's probably, column b it's here
0: probably a little of both right. and they're gonna have to play much cleaner to get over that like when texas addressed it like Sark couldn't come out and say it, but they know like we're we're not gonna get the calls. And they've been asked about you know the referee, how come Murphy and um Sweat have never been called <laughs> offensive players never been called holding against them. Right. What can you do about it? All you can do is play harder, play cleaner. And maybe that's where Texas needs to be. They're just gonna have to play harder and cleaner because the the numbers are lopsided the free throw numbers awarded to the other team the fat fouls and then the the players getting fouled out for ticky tacky stuff that's i mean and also you're on the road and you're not going to get the home favorite and they fought back they got within a few um points They got within five or six and they pulled away and then five or six and they pulled away right and it just felt like they couldn't seal that
1: right so uh, what i would offer to you Texas had a lot of turnover troubles in this West Virginia game. So mm. talking to discipline a little bit, that's a thing that you just absolutely have to get. You, you got to take care of the rock as a team. Right. And I think that's something a little surprising too. You know, again, they was talking about this in, in the show right before ours. It seems like this is a coach led team right now. It's not a player led team, which is, you know, on the surface, maybe that sounds like a good thing, but really it's not, you know, the, the comments are this Texas team is not playing for each other right now. Um, we saw last year again, the crazy circumstances Coach Rodney Terry had taken over. This team was playing as a unit as for like they had passion. they cared about each other. We're kind of missing that a little bit this year, and we're seeing it now, so many new pieces. yeah, fit. lots of new pieces. again, basketball's tough with the turnover. um so i'm I'm not saying that's an easy task, but yeah, it's it's a different feel on this team uh, this year and playing a little bit sloppier. And I would say, I don't understand the scheming in a lot of these games too. We're seeing a lot of clusters, right? Texas is – they're they are not utilizing their guys as well as they could, in my opinion. We're seeing, you know, guys bunching up under the basket. You're, you're not going to get anything. you <laughs> like, got three guys but, like standing in one great. spot. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody's clustering <laughs> to the ball. There might
0: be some confusion on whose job it is to go in and do certain things. But, again,
1: to me, at this point in the season, that shouldn't be an issue. That's mm-hmm. on coaching. That's yeah. on – Where's the execution? Why are, you know, listen, if the players are drawn up that way, I have some questions about that too, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels like Texas is just not quite hitting their stride. They're not quite in sync with each other yet. Mm -hmm. I, I, It's definitely something that can be rectified. It's definitely something that can be fixed. But to me, that's something that's got to happen quickly.
0: Yeah, player going from coach-led to player-led doesn't happen overnight. And mine even happened this season. That kind of stuff, like Sark has talked about with the football team, we saw them very having to be very coach-led for a while mm-hmm. until the players stepped up and understood the culture and were the ones to teach the culture to the next you know group coming in. Mm-hmm. That can take a season, two seasons. It may never come, right? So you never know if, if you're going to get that. So hopefully he's building that relationship with the players behind the scene, behind the scenes. And we've seen Rodney Terry's very much a players coach. We've seen him develop. Mm -hmm. We've seen him recruit. We've seen players choose him because of the man he is the way he carries himself and, and he knows basketball. So I just, we have to be patient. He's still Mm -hmm. learning, not just this, this new set of players, this new combination, but he's also learning how to run a program on his own for the first time. And he hasn't been, head coach yet for for a year yet yeah well at texas at texas Texas. oh yeah sorry yes at texas (laughs) well i know but he's learning this group this combination he has a new staff and the pressure the lights are much higher at texas so it's it's unfortunate that they started the season so highly rated with all this potential and Mm -hmm. that people really expected a lot high expectations and now they're just they're dropped they're out of the top 25 Mm -hmm. and who knows where well they'll end up? Hopefully they get
1: it together because they they have one of the toughest schedules in all of college basketball. Still ahead of them, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. that's again Texas plays at home tonight against UCF. Uh, hopefully they can kind of right the ship, get back on track here. The students
0: are back on campus too, so mm-hmm. that will help with the home. atmosphere. Absolutely, atmosphere will help a lot. Moody should be no one should lose at Moody.
1: They shouldn't have lost a Tech at home. Yeah, no one should lose at the Moody. Agreed. Yeah. So again, we'll keep an eye on Texas basketball for you now. A coach that had high expectations at Texas, it didn't pan out. He kind of got away from himself, and is seeing some success now. Is Shaka Smart at Marquette. Yes, we talk about Marquette for just for a second. Okay, yeah, Listen, I love Shaka Smart. I do. I love Shaka too. Again, Marquette's coming in at 22 right now. Uh, they're 15 and two. Um, they play Villanova. They tonight. were in
0: the top five for a minute. Yeah, they
1: dropped down a little bit, but it's interesting to see. It feels like this Texas basketball has been kind of a, a an interesting place. Coaches come in, you know. Again, Shaka was we were excited about him um, running havoc. He got away from that at Texas and now to, he's running to it to his disadvantage. <laughs> and he, you know, leaves Texas, goes to Marquette, running it again, having mm-hmm. a lot of success. So it's interesting. It'll what I'm looking for from Coach Terry is to see him really develop his, his style, his, you know, what is his game? What is his like, what is the team identity? Right. What's his identity as a coach? Um, Again, like you said, definitely a player coach, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Does he have his own style or are we kind of... I
0: need to watch way more. I'll be honest. I need to watch (laughs) way more. Usually, like this last game, I had the game on while I was watching the end of the NFL game, which we'll get into next, the yeah. NFL games. And then in between games, then I watched the whole second half of the Texas game and then, you know, started the next football game later. So I was trying to like really keep up and watch enough of the basketball, but it's- it, I yeah. appreciate that. When
1: football's on, it's hard to, to focus but on But I basketball. did, but I did I watch,
0: <laughs> I did watch the whole second half with the sound on the main TV. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, I anyway. love that. I love that. Well, we'll keep an eye on Texas basketball again, Hopefully, they, they find their rhythm, they find their groove, they find their chemistry going into this really tough, really the tough Big 12 schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're going to be on the road a lot coming up. Are you going to be on the road a lot, Megan? <laughs> if so... Covert, so smooth. Covert BK. <laughs> if, if you're looking for, if you're looking for an auto, uh, a new automobile, you can go to the family-owned group of automotive dealerships that serve the Greater Austin area for over 100 years, and that's Covert Auto Group. The team at Covert Auto Group is committed to providing customers with high-quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. They have a gorgeous um, new facility out at the Hill Country. At it's on 42 acres in BK, Texas, and they have. Uh, covert B Cave has 3 new state of the art dealerships and they have Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep and Ram and they also have covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto and Ford Lincoln in Austin. So if you need a new vehicle, go to Covert B Cave dot com B-E-E-C-A-V-E covert com and find their inventory and latest specials and it's the new year so they're probably like a good time to get a deal Absolutely. on the 2023s right they're gone they're Absolutely. almost gone 2024s are in yeah so
1: Roll go get a fan, go get a fancy new car i love it i love it um yeah so let's let's jump into to nfl a little bit because okay. i've been i've been itching to talk about this yeah so much happened this <laughs> week <laughs> so listen if you guys have been following the show, or if if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that my my teams are Texas teams, but and I was born and raised in Austin, but my family is all from the Detroit area, from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I have family all over Michigan, but uh, my my immediate family is directly from the Detroit area. So I have been a long suffering Lions fan. You have long suffering Lions fan, and I was there. You know, when we had our 0-16 season, God help me. It
0: was was bad. It was painful. No team had – and they went 4-0 in preseason. That's what makes it even worse. I know. How do you win all the preseason games and then go 0-16 in the regular season? If
1: if there is ever a time to prove that preseason means diddly squat, it would be the 2008 Lions because – I will point to that. 0-16, yeah. It was painful, but uh, I got to say – you you had some faith in my Lions I when did. I was... I since preseason. Yeah, you did. I told you preseason, this is their year. And I have been burned many times, so mm-hmm. I was cautiously optimistic. But for the first time in 32 years, my God, I was nine that's years a old. a long time. I was nine years old the last time that the Lions won a playoff game, and here we are. There are so many people who were not alive. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, they said something on the broadcast that made me feel old. Like, I was like, that's a great piece of trivia. Oh, my God, I'm old. Yeah. If you have a Lions, they said, if you have a Lions friend, fan, text them, congratulations, because the last time that the Lions won a playoff game, texting wasn't invented. There was no texting. <laughs> there was no texting. There so, no this will be the first time that you can text a Lions fan, congratulations on a playoff win. That's painful on so many levels, but you gotta texting love it. Texting has
0: been around a long time. It has. It had
1: the T9. Can you still T9? The.
0: Where you go A-A-A-B-B-B <laughs> to get to a <laughs> yeah. letter? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, I cried legit. I am not too proud to admit that. I cried legitimate tears Aww. when that game finished. I and mean, we just so, oh, the Lions have been through so much. That Harry was Sanders good. was there. Megatron was there. A lot of players on hand. Um, Eminem was there. Eminem was there, your boy, Eminem. I love Eminem so much. <laughs> so, of course, Lions came out on top with a win at Ford Field, 24 to 23. So, I will say this was... Victory formation. Absolutely. How special is that? Victory formation was awesome. I And... And the lines, listen, Stafford, it was the, the storyline here was Stafford's returning yes. to Detroit. You know, and it was interesting. I He struggled. The crowd got to him. I don't know about that. Like Early, he, early, he, early, early, early. The crowd really got to him. There I, was one where he just, like, fumbled himself
0: and <laughs> slipped and fell. He, fell. he just tripped, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and again, many times when Stafford was at Detroit, we would watch these amazing comebacks just at the very end and, you know, just fall short just a little bit. Um, Of course, we trade him off for golf. It was a swap, basically. And the painful thing, I think, for me, and I think for a lot of Lions fans, was to to watch Stafford have immediate success. Immediate immediate Super Bowl win. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got a Super Bowl as soon as he left Detroit. And I think it left a lot of fans going, oh, why the hell couldn't that happen while we were here? Right now, of course, a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. Uh, Dan Campbell's come in. Created an incredible atmosphere at Detroit. I
0: like him so much. I know much. What we, a
1: player's coach. Absolutely. Like just
0: a what a guy that you just when I watch him speak, I want to go like I'll suit up. Yeah. I'll do
1: I'll,
0: exactly. Yeah. He'll he'll
1: he'll make you run through through. And again, I get so many people because obviously big Texas fan. Mm. Oh, you know the Lions coach is an Aggie. Yes, I know he's yeah. an Aggie. He played for A&M. Despite him it. being an Aggie, he's <laughs> a really great coach. Yeah, he's he's done some amazing things yeah. there. Um, And a lot of grit. Listen, that's something Detroit and the city as a whole has really been through some shit. I I will say that it's, it's kind of incredible. Again, I don't know if you were watching the whole broadcast, they were talking about Detroit central station Mm -hmm. and how Ford has bought that and rebuilt it. Rebuilt it. I have pictures. Detroit Grand Central was a gorgeous, gorgeous place in in the 20s, right? Mm -hmm. But it had become, it was abandoned and dilapidated. There's actually a really good, I know I'm saying this as a Texan, and I'm saying this truly, there is a good barbecue joint near, it's called Slow's Barbecue. It's actually pretty damn good. It's not Texas barbecue. Nothing is. But it's damn good. Okay. And so. I
0: mean, good meat is good meat. Yeah. but Yeah.
1: But watching that whole area just come to life again and be reborn. Mm -hmm. It meant a lot for the city and seeing Detroit coming through um, with their team, Dan Campbell, rebuilding this team and turning this team into something that the city and the fans can be proud of. Oh, it's
0: exciting. It's been
1: cool. And listen, Detroit fans travel despite past, you know, problems. You've seen it on the road, Detroit fans show up and you're absolutely right. Ford field was rocking. I mean, they, uh, Sean McVay was saying this, um, loudest place that he's played he said the atmosphere was electric this was insane um and you got to give him credit for shouting out an away team like and that. especially
0: when they knew that because the cowboys lost they were going to get home field again
1: right. right that that's huge yeah detroit that's huge absolutely so um again the game started off golf we talked about this last week mm-hmm. my concern was which golf shows up is it the jared Goff that like throws on a rope Oh, and he has die Just yeah. crazy. Or is it the guy that just turns the ball over like it's a freaking egg? I don't know, man. But golf showed up, had an incredible first half. Mm-hmm. Detroit was on a roll. Um, Stafford kind of on his butt that first half. Um, but it ended up, you know, by the end of the game, second half, Detroit kind of cooled off. Stafford had figured out Detroit's defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. That secondary was a
0: little, little soft. Yeah. Um, some injuries
1: too. Right. And as we've seen so many times, Stafford built a comeback. But it wasn't enough. Detroit picked up, you know, again got that uh, final touchdown on fourth down from Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. um, who is again pretty new to Detroit. They picked him up in twenty two, um, and then defense held. They were they were strong enough when they needed to, kept him out, and um, got the ball back. Got the ball back. Got that that nice first down in the center, and then victory formation. So again, Lions pull it off with i I'm so happy for you, Megan. I, I'm telling you, I literally like tears of joy. I was so happy, like. I, my dad and I were were texting and talking, and it, it just, man, it's just, it's been a long time coming. So it is fun to see Detroit uh, really embrace this team, see these lions, you know, live up to potential. <laughs> you know, we we always thought it was there, but it's pretty cool to see it come to fruition. So um, again, they've got coming up. Uh, like you mentioned, playing at Ford Field, Tampa Bay is coming into town. It's a pretty hot Tampa Bay team. Yeah,
0: we, we watched Tampa Bay, was it last, last night the night before? No, the, well, Monday night. It was yeah. Monday night. Eagles went to Tampa Bay. I was really surprised. I know uh, Jalen Hurts was hurt with his, oh his finger did like <laughs> that yeah his yeah. fingers all jacked up they had injuries everywhere and their locker room apparently is a disaster but i still thought they were <laughs> skillful enough yeah. and as good as they looked for the first 10 11 games i thought they could muster something when it mattered most they could not yeah. they had nothing and i hate to say it yeah I, I know what's to coming. say coming i know what's coming yep baker mayfield was dealing. Yeah. And if it wasn't for drops right in their hands, that his numbers would not looked as they, they looked good, but they were, didn't look as great as they should have looked. Mm-hmm. If the receivers had caught everything he placed on a dime for them. Right. He, and he's supposed to have been ankle injury. And there was even one point where his own tackle got pushed into his ankle and the other one, his good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was with a rib injury too. I have to, I have to give him, props i can't stand him as a human but as a football player i thought he 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 nailed it yeah he, listen
1: our, our friend uh, jody ivy is listening he is a big sooner so he's got to be happy to see mayfield have i mean i'm gonna there. i'm
0: gonna tell like it is mayfield balled <laughs> he did. out he did he, he did balled out he i mean just everything when he had to use his feet a few times he did He stayed, he was, he was kept moving to throw. Mm -hmm. He didn't panic and his receivers helped him out. Unlike the Philadelphia receivers, unlike the Cowboys receivers, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now go to the lions and we'll pick that in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll make all our picks for the games this weekend. Whoo, that's going to be a good one. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm excited for that. And listen, if you're, if you are a Texas fan listening to our show right now, watching our show right now, um and you your NFL team isn't in it. I'm I implore you to be a Lions fan this weekend because we want to beat Baker Mayfield, right? We want to yes. him go <laughs> So <through>. our <laughs> friend Kelly Trout. Hey
0: Kelly, Kelly and I were on the phone mm-hmm. last night for like an hour just chatting, catching up. Um, Kelly, sorry you're uh <laughs> No, no, no. You said you're the My Lions. My Lions beat the Chiefs. Kill- this year. You're a yeah. can- you're a big Kansas City uh Chiefs fan, and your Chiefs are moving on. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that one. The, uh, dolphins went to the chiefs it was a blizzard <laughs> yes it
1: was the dolphins sending miami <laughs> dolphins to the snow i know listen, that, that
0: was good for the Chiefs. i saw
1: so many like cool runnings jamaican bobsled team references <laughs> that i was dying they were like breaking like, their- yeah breaking break his yeah <laughs> tyreek hill going to showing, showing up breaking the dread <laughs> off listen I, and honestly there was that incredible shot I, I the the name escapes me of the photographer but that incredible shot of deshaun elliott Hitting Longhorns. Yeah, longhorns. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hitting Mahomes um, and his helmet literally from the Cracked. cold, cracking in that chunk of helmet coming out. Like, you know, it is bitter cold if a helmet is so brittle from the freezing cold oh, it that so it's cold. shattering like that. I can only imagine what it was like to catch a football in those conditions. Yeah, um, that was
0: crazy. And then Taylor Swift, of course, you can't mention the Kansas City Chiefs. Stop <laughs> mentioning. Because if you can talk about Eminem being at the Detroit Lions game, you have to talk about Taylor Swift being at the Chiefs game <laughs> with that cool 87 jacket which another player's wife made, Mm -hmm. and I need to go look up her name. Um, Chris, it's Kristen. uh, I cannot, do not ask me to say his
1: last name. Starts with a J. J J-R-S. Very Polish. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: And so she does these custom jackets and she made one for Simone Biles too, for her husband, the puffer vest. With the that her husband's with the she Green dropped, Bay Packers, she dropped a Detroit Lions one too. She did. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she who's, did. Who's, who's, It wasn't. It was
1: just a Lions.
0: Uh, she takes jerseys jacket. and cuts them up and makes these yeah. huge custom jackets. But then the, even the insides are Incredible. so cool, lined with all kind of neat things.
1: Again, if I were independently wealthy and like can have her make you a ten thousand ten thousand dollar jacket, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I have no idea how much this jacket costs. If, if your like partner
0: is in the NFL, he <laughs> he should buy it for you. If he wants you to wear his number. <laughs> right. Well, if you're Simone biles, I don't think you're worried about <laughs> money, but yeah, right. quick quick hello to Sal. <laughs> Thank you, Sal. We see you on the train. Thank you, ladies, for making my commute enjoyable. Thank you, Sal, for listening to us on the train You're yeah, watching in or New streaming York. or however you are. Yes, we, you're in New York. We
1: appreciate you. Thank you.
0: you. So I right.
1: love it. Um, so,
0: speaking of freezing cold, yep, the Bills. Can we <laughs> the Steelers at the Bills? And the game was bleh. the game was awful, but let's talk about these Buffalo Bills fans. Shoveling. (laughs) I don't know if that's amazing
1: or peasant stuff. No,
0: no, no. I love the, some of them, they were getting paid $20 an hour. You couldn't pay me $2,000 an hour. You are a tropical people. It's not just that it's cold, but to manually labor (laughs) snow. Yeah. To me, that is a nightmare. That's a
1: great way to warm up, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, much. you'll be
0: warm. You'll be sweating. Yeah. Like, you're it's hard physical labor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, I appreciate that they were
1: getting paid. They but love
0: their team. They better have gotten tickets. I didn't hear that. I'll just heard they got $20 an hour. They
1: better have gotten it. I Listen, F you. If I am shoveling snow out of a stadium, I there should be a section. My butt seat will be in for the people the, who shovel And they snow. better be front and center. I better have the best you, seats in the house for that. Oh, if man. I am shoveling your state, if you don't have enough workers to clean out your stadium, which, let's talk about this. Listen, there's a lot of talk about Buffalo had the opportunity to have a domed stadium, right? And yeah. they said, no, football's supposed to be played in the elements. and caveman thinks that way still? Know. Listen, I get it. I Bucket list for me, Lambeau Field in the snow. No, thank So you. I get it. No, thank And you. I understand football weather, but there are extremes, right? There are limits At to least that. they still put on a good game. Well, the
0: do- Buffalo Bills side did. <laughs> Pittsburgh was atrocious right but the buffalo bills he yeah they still looked josh allen looked amazing he looked
1: untouchable yeah i mean he was a freak he had out 50
0: something yard run yeah. okay let's talk about that run real quick yeah. so earlier he you know he slides right mm-hmm. um and then you know they no no no. the first time when he takes off running he kind of wiggles but is he gonna slide but is he not or is he going down but then he keeps his feet so everybody lets up because nobody wants the big penalty for hitting right. the quarterback late right. and he stays on his feet and he goes 52 yards for a touchdown well then a few minutes later he does the same move but this time he goes sliding down and then the pittsburgh fly- player comes flying over and it's you know late hit penalty on the quarterback against you know hitting the quarterback late mm-hmm. but At what point do you say, well, he just dummied me earlier and ran for 52. Now I can't let him get by. And then
1: he slides. Yeah. yeah. Something's got to be done about that. Listen, well, and to that, I mean, this kind of fits into during the Detroit game. There was some question. um, The Lions safety Kirby Joseph Mm -hmm. tackled tight end Tyler Higby. Now, Tyler Higby is a big dude. Mm -hmm. Higby has, what, six inches, eight inches on uh, Joseph. And the way that the rules are right now, if a safety goes up high, It's targeting, right? Especially on a big guy like that. So the safety has to make the choice of going low, taking out the legs, right? Hit mid to low. Again, you're talking about a pass that is a dangerous pass anyway for any receiver across the field. He knows he's going to get lit up. Joseph hits him. It was the torn ACL. It was a torn ACL. So there was, you know, (sighs) some folks were out there screaming, "Oh, that's a dirty hit!" That's a no-win situation to me. As as a safety, as you know, DBs, listen. There is no way. Again, this dude is massive. He's got six inches on you. He's mm-hmm. a big guy. Physics dictates you have. To he go can low make. On he him. can make the choice to go high and get targeting, get or fined, get
0: hurt himself
1: when this big ass dude
0: trucks him get, over. Get
1: fined. Yeah, you know, get thrown out of the game, or he can go low where he can bring him down to the ground and tackle him. It was an unfortunate hit.
0: Yeah,
1: nobody wants to see injury, but. Mm-hmm but I don't see how with the, the way the current rules are, I don't see how you change that. I don't see how he makes a different decision Mm -hmm. and still comes out on top.
0: I mean, you, at the end of the day, you have to protect the head above everything else. Right. So if unfortunately that leaves knees vulnerable, arms, chest, ribs vulnerable, the, the, that's, that's what's, You have to choose one and they're choosing to protect the head. It's to me, this is the best
1: of two bad options, right? Exactly. They're
0: both awful and you don't want anybody to get hurt, but also it helps... You know, I I always come back to that rugby style tackling. If you can wrap people, I can't believe how many times still at the NFL level, I see these guys going in and just bumping a shoulder and then the guy bounces off and keeps running for another 30 yards or, Mm -hmm. you know, leaves bumps around, even if they get four or five more yards because somebody else had to come finish the tackle these players aren't even using their arms they just come in flying with a shoulder pad and often a helmet and just spearing people and not getting them to the ground so Mm -hmm. not only that you're more likely to get them to the ground it's so much safer if you use your arms wrap wrestle you both come to the ground that's so much safer than spearing someone's knee or spearing someone's back or head yeah
1: i just don't get at this level they still don't Wrap people to the ground, yeah. Listen, wrapping them up that's definitely this. Like, ooh, I've tackled you, I hate no. that. No, wrap up, take them down, yeah. Again, but to point out the differences physically, okay. Tyler Higby, again, the tight end for the Rams is 6'6 and 243. That's that is the big dude, that's a big dude. That's his listed height. And I would say, honestly, this feels generous when I'm talking about uh, Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph is listed at 6'1, so he's 5'11 at, two, <laughs> at 203, so he's 180. <laughs> So we're, we're talking at least a five inch difference and 50 pounds, probably more than that, you know, 40, 40 plus pounds difference. Yeah. Again, there's physics just dictates there's certain ways again, wrapping up definitely helps, but I don't see this as a dirty hit. I don't see this as an intentional hit to try Mm. to injure. This is just the only way with the angle and the play and the throw, the only way that he had to avoid penalty to mm-hmm. avoid targeting, to protect his head, and to protect not getting fined, break his yeah. wallet. You go lower. So until that changes, man, I ju- I just don't see any option out there. So definitely, definitely interesting. I'm sure we could argue about that all day. I'm sure there are people that'll insist that it was dirty um, and it'll never change. But um, well,
0: that that's okay. The according to the rules of the game, that was a clean hit. And like you said, the you have to choose one Mm -hmm. and he knows his size and speed compared to the guys. He's usually assigned to be the ones that takes, that takes them down and there's nothing you can do, but get them low. Right. And unfortunately that is in the knee area. Right.
1: Unfortunately, especially with that, that size difference. So, um, you, okay. We talked about, Again, Detroit taking on Tampa Woo-hoo! Bay. May- Baker Mayfield having an incredible game for Tampa Bay. I mean, we got to say it. He balled he- out. He did. He did. Credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay will be at Detroit Sunday. I'm going to
0: like go brush my tongue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. Feel dirty just saying it. Take a <laughs> more, drink. more tequila, please. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, the Browns have to be kicking themselves, right? Letting Because Mayfield was a Cleveland guy for a long minute
0: oh yeah uh and And now he's balling and i was balling
1: out at the books now i i think i saw a stat that baker mayfield in his nfl career has had six or seven different head coaches that's Mm. that's nuts that's hard to be successful so i think that adds even more to like his ability and again i Credit where it's due. I mean, but look at the, who all the Browns want as their quarterback. I, I get it. The Browns are where quarterbacks go to die. That's where their careers they, go if, to die. If I their get quarterback's it, but. not just layered in controversy <laughs> off the field, they don't want them. Well, again, it, it was an interesting matchup. So the Browns obviously picked up Texans, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So Browns at Texans. Listen, but again. Deshaun
0: Watson wasn't playing. This he wasn't. Weekend, he was hurt.
1: Right? Uh, but – Interesting that that you know they get rid of Mayfield, bring on Watson, and then look at how that played out. But listen, this was a blowout. Texans took this game forty-five to fourteen. Is that something that like I again, I'm a Texans person. Lions, Texans, those are my teams. I would not have told I picked Texans to win. Mm-hmm. I sure as hell didn't pick the Texans to win by thirty-one points.
0: Let's say I think of all the games we were on, we got <laughs> almost all of them right, except of course the Cowboys. And the Eagles, we got yeah. those wrong, but we picked the Texans to upset. We didn't think it was going to be 45 14. Listen, but we picked them to win this game. Yeah, we
1: did. Again, I and did we t- picked Detroit to win, but we did. Uh, I will say this CJ Stroud is him. There is no question left. This kid is having such an incredible rookie season, yes, and what a great should be fit. Rookie of the year. I, I, man, I should be I, who, who. Would you, who i would mean contend? offensive rookie of the year for sure but he should be rookie of the year yeah listen yeah. the turnaround that the texans have experienced again under Demico ryan's again that's just we're talking about head coaches we talked about dan campbell fitting detroit mm-hmm. perfectly Demico ryan's to me is the yes. perfect fit for the texans working well with cj stroud obviously they're those guys are in sync but cj stroud just he couldn't be touched man he was making all the right decisions um and and the Browns he just was didn't.
0: It. Yeah, they just
1: didn't have an answer for him. Mm-mm. Um. So listen, this is he's the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game, which is bonkers in in all the years, Cons- especially
0: considering all these young, hot quarterbacks that keep coming out. Mm-hmm. But ne- none of them had led their have have led their team to a playoff win.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So as young as he has w- with this game, the Texans became the fourth team in NFL history to win a playoff game with a rookie. Head coach and a rookie starting quarterback. So rare. The only other teams were the 09 Jets, the 08 Ravens, and the 1945 loss. Well, I don't know. I'm going to say the Rams. I don't know if they were LA at that point or or St. St. Louis or St. Louis, I believe, but who knows back (laughs) then? Listen, that's that's pretty elite company. That's pretty incredible to, Mm -hmm. again, rookie head coach, rookie starting quarterback to have success like this. Um, you know, Flacco, there was and I'm gonna give Flacco credit too. Mm-hmm. To get a call from sitting on the couch and not playing to be like, hey, how about you come be a quarterback in the NFL again? Flacco's had a lot of success. He was actually five and oh in playoff games prior to this. He kind of had that Flacco magic, right? Yeah, um, he
0: won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it was, it just felt like he fell flat in this game. Um, again, I'm I'm not gonna knock Flacco for what he's done in this season because mm-hmm. to be called off your couch and then come in and have success, make it to the playoffs and play like he's played, that that is something to be recognized. But it just wasn't his day. He was right. off. The, the Texans having two pick sixes that again, in a row, like it was wasn't it boom, two boom. passes yeah. in a row? Yeah. So <laughs> it was you know we had a pick six and then they come back out maybe like three plays into it, into the drive, boom, another pick six. Blacko just was disoriented the whole time. And again, credit the Texans defense. They had his number. They were getting pressure on him. He just mm-hmm. looked uncomfortable the whole time. He wasn't seeing the field well. He wasn't making smart decisions. He was pressured constantly. Um, yeah, the Texans showed up in a way that, man, I got to rethink some of my picks now. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's what I tweeted during the game. This was a team win. Offense, defense, special teams—everyone was doing their job. Everyone was executing. The plans were the coaching put. The coaching staff had a great plan. The players executed it. They had so much confidence. They had so much joy playing together. This is a good team. I—I'm we'll, When we make our picks, we'll see how we're feeling about them going to Baltimore. Yep, it's a big win. The task. best player in the NFL. Um yeah, Lamar Jackson we'll talk about that in a minute.
1: Yeah. All right, I like it. Well, again, so we know that the Texans now have to go at the Ravens. Ravens of course had to buy because they had clinched. Mm-hmm. Um so that will be Saturday at 3:30. So now we got to talk Oh, green baby the Cowboys. Okay, moving on. All right. No, <laughs> Listen. I-, I mean,
0: yes, the Cowboys should have won. The Cowboys were favored big. The Cowboys had not lost at home all year. The Cowboys beat teams by 25-30 points at home all year. They couldn't move the ball for most of the game to save their lives. And all they did was get picked apart by a rookie, Jordan Love, one of the best defenses in the in the NFL, got picked apart by a rookie. Good for him. That was another kid that ball. I say kid, man – that <laughs> balled out. That's the thing about this weekend. The quarterbacks that led their team to big wins – um Stroud, Mayfield, Love. Um Mahomes didn't enough. He wasn't the star of the game, but
1: <laughs> they balled out these yeah. young, these young guys are they were amazing. The offenses were incredible. And listen, love definitely deserves again all the flowers here. He he played an incredible game. I <sighs> I would say Green Bay has a pretty good streak going at AT&T Stadium. Uh undefeated? Yes. <laughs> at, they pretty, pretty good. much own Dallas. Right? they are now 5 and 0. Oh, uh 6-0. Six 6-0 six oh, oh. yeah. oh at AT&T Stadium, all of those against the Cowboys mm-hmm. except for one which was the Super Bowl win. Right. Um so yeah, it was interesting. I, again, this was a game. I'm going to say this outsider looking in. Again, I grew up born and raised in Austin. I grew up on Cowboys, Lions, and Oilers, right? Became Texans and Lions. I, I struggle with Jerry Jones. So I've kind of backed off of the Cowboys pretty significantly. But you got to wonder <laughs> with the Cowboys, does anything change? They came in as one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They were on a streak, like you said, undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And just couldn't get their shit together. What is this the, the about the Cowboys?
0: The miscommunication, nobody running the right route, nobody holding up against pressure. It was a failure on every level of the game. They couldn't stop the run. Their their bread and butter. They couldn't stop the run against a team that's not a, one of the best running teams. Yeah,
1: yeah. And again, the Cowboys gave up the most points. Uh, I mean, this was the most points allowed by Dallas in a playoff game. So the defense certainly was – Which
0: was 48, 48 points. 48
1: points. Jordan Love,
0: but 48 points on that. Yeah. The, the well, Dallas... there was a pick six in there too, wasn't there?
1: Yes, to start the second half, he threw an
0: interception. Or
1: yeah, it definitely – I mean, the defense – Dallas was just missing on every level. Mm. Um, so it begs the question, do you think Dallas has a different head coach next year?
0: I mean, do I expect Jerry Jones to overreact and be emotional and fire McCarthy and still keep Dak because that's his savior? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I haven't been on the McCarthy train this whole time. That is fair. I think. Listen.
1: In my opinion, manages the clock. He's just. I don't disagree with that, but McCarthy is who he is. I, I don't think this is a very, very different coach. Is it McCarthy or is it the
0: Cowboys franchise? Is it just Dallas? That's not going to win. Is it just their curse? They're the ones that are cursed and they're going to be amazing all year. And everyone's riding the super bowl hype. And then oh, up <laughs> the cycle and
1: playoff. We lose. We yeah, jump and, off. What is the cycle? That train goes Pre-season, off. Preseason. <laughs> like where it's, uh, we're, we're Cowboys fans. Everything's great. And then you go through the season. Oh, we did boys. We did boys. We're we going to win the play- super bowl. We're going to win the, lose a playoff game. We, we suck and everything's <laughs> terrible. And then it gets to preseason. Like we, we're we at the we suck and everything's terrible yeah, stage.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> but so my 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 Titans didn't even sniff the playoffs <laughs> and the Cowboys were out early. I'm still rooting for the Texans and I'm still rooting for the Lions. Yeah, I appreciate that, that would be a fun Super Bowl. It will it was not gonna happen, but that would be a fun super bowl if the two of them hurting, made it. Hurting my I'm heart. just saying that but I would think that I would give the Lions a better chance to make it to the championship now, um, NFC championship than I would the Texans getting through Baltimore,
1: but, um, anything's possible. They're, they're all on fire. <laughs> I like, it. all right. Well, we won't linger on that too much, but I do think, uh, you know, the McCarthy hot seat is it's certainly warming up in my opinion. I don't know. I don't is as, as much as Dallas fans like to be vocal about this stuff. There were a lot of failures. I'm not going to pin it all on McCarthy. I think a seat is Warm, if not very, very warm. But I think he gets another year. We'll see how that All plays right. out. Before so. we make our predictions, let's get a couple of the
0: comments real quick. Yeah. Kelly said, What about the reporter asking <laughs> Coach Bowles? Yeah. yeah, she fixed it. Yeah. How he was going to prepare <laughs> the team for the cold conditions. So to clarify, yes, she did ask
1: that. And Detroit does have a covered stadium. <clears throat> she, yeah, she asked. Uh, so she asked uh, Tampa Bay's head coach about yes. prepping for the Detroit game. How do you prepare for the weather? Right. Ford Field is a domed stadium. The Lions have played in a dome stadium. For like 50 years. For right. more than 50 years. Yes. The Pontiac Silver Dome was a closed dome yeah. stadium. Well,
0: so. to be to be fair, apparently at her news station, someone went on this big rant about it. At her news station, they went from three people covering sports to no sports people. And she's a news reporter who they sent to this press or conference, fair to enough. this press thing. So she's not a, you know, in-depth, following the NFL, traveling with the team sports reporter. She just knows they're going to Detroit cold weather. Yeah. So to be fair, she should have, if that's your one question. If that's your one question that you have lined up. At least check, is the game going to be outside?
1: Maybe, maybe look up the stadium.
0: But it's not her fault that she doesn't cover sports and they sent her to go cover sports. She was put in a bad position, but still maybe do just Just the slightest bit of News Channel, there are women who can cover sports for you (laughs) who will go into that press conference and know that the dome is closed and it's always been closed forever for her for her whole life <laughs>
1: gotta love it gotta but gotta she, of course it. she's
0: gonna take heat for it and, um, <laughs> um yeah anyway yeah and the ravens are not good at home so let's let's talk about that let's make our picks for the weekend salvator right. says the ravens aren't that great and they don't have a great record at home but what the playoffs are different the they they've had home field advantage of the playoffs before and they've won a super bowl so let's start with the sat the first game saturday afternoon 3 30. Your Houston Texans go to Baltimore to start the weekend. 10 and 7, Houston at 13 and 4, Baltimore. Baltimore is nine point favorites at home, 81% chance of winning. Um, the game's on ESPN. Everybody gets a game. ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS. Everybody gets a game. You get a game. You get a game. Um, who you got? Houston at Baltimore minus nine.
1: Hmm. Listen, are you
0: going to ride your heart? Or are you gonna ride your brain? Oh,
1: I'm looking at the weather right now. That's what I'm looking at because Baltimore does, in fact, play outside. Do? <laughs> so they do, in fact, play outside yeah, um, in
0: the freezing cold.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a cold game, but not as brutal as we saw this past weekend and frankly what's it, the what's the weather do you know weather is supposed to be uh at noon in baltimore it looks like it's gonna be 27 high of 27 low of 23 partly cloudy but sun out right so not, it wouldn't feel that bad especially it's not gonna be nasty it's it now Ouch. it looks like there's some snow um it's actually warmer the friday before a little bit of snow mm-hmm. um but it 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 doesn't look like crazy conditions in baltimore so Against my better judgment here, Rocky, Uh-oh. I, Uh-oh. I'm going to take an upset. What? I'm going to take an upset. Win? I'm going gonna... to take an outright win by oh, the Houston Texans. Wow. I'll probably kick myself for doing this later. I, am... I mean, it goes against your record. It which does go so valuable. People <laughs> I... are putting hard earned money on your pick. Right. I'm terrible at this. But listen, I, I think CJ Stroud, I think the magic continues. I know mm-hmm. Jackson is incredible. Again, it's at home. But the way that the Texans defense showed up, Mm -hmm. um, I think as long as they can pressure Jackson and and get, again, key turnovers, I think are going to be huge for this game. And C.J. Stroud, if he can play the game that he has been playing, I don't know that Baltimore stops him. I think this kid is playing with a chip on his shoulder. I'm going to take Houston outright. Oh wow, man! I can't okay. believe I'm saying that. This this goes against the pick that I had last week. I'm going to go against your pick. That's fair. Um, not because
0: I don't think CJ Stroud is amazing and Houston has something special and the future is really bright. I just feel like if if anything, they're going to go toe to toe, and I'm going to give the best player in the NFL right now the advantage. That's He's fair. more experienced. That's fair. He's at home. The weather will be a factor, even if it. It's just cold. They throw in this cold all day, which affects how they hit, how they catch, how they throw. All that's affected, we all know, by the cold. So even if it's not a blizzard on them, it still is an issue. So I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to actually give Houston the cover, the nine. I think they're going to cover the nine. I think they're going to go toe-to-toe. It'll be a one-possession game. But I have Baltimore winning because I'm going to go with the best player in the NFL. That's fair. um, Leading his team at home. That's
1: fair. All right. right.
0: So the Saturday night game, 7.15 p.m. Fox nine and eight green bay hangers at <laughs> rock parties <laughs> do you say party like you say party. friday 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 party friday rock, rock party <laughs> san francisco 49ers 12 and 5. again a nine point home favorite for the nfc um the, the nfc leaders that they had the buy mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go first i think green bay was hot last week but that was all they had I'm going to go San Francisco hangs on at home. They haven't played their best the last few weeks, but I'm going to give them, I don't, I'm also going to say, no, I'm going to say San Francisco wins and covers that one. Yeah. I've Um, got to
1: agree with you on this. I think uh, San Francisco has just been too hot. Um, Purdy is playing Purdy. He just is. I've got to give him that. Um, Yeah. I think San Francisco continues their streak. Um, Green Bay, I think the magic runs out again. Love has had an incredible season. I'm not knocking him, not taking anything away. Um, again, I don't know Niners
0: defense will be show up when
1: when the Cowboys defense didn't right and and how Green Bay continues to get hit after hit after hit at quarterback. I don't know. They got some magic beans or something. It's crazy. But, yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco, and I have to agree with you. I think San Francisco covers this. All right. Um, I think it's a pretty happy win at home. So
0: we're split on one together on one. Mm -hmm. All right. Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., Tampa Bay, the Fighting Baker Mayfields, (laughs) go to your Detroit Lions. And, look, here's somebody – Good, good luck to your 49ers, Jonathan Franks. I'm a 49ers fan, but fan, but for you, Megan, go Lions. Plus, I hate
1: Baker. Thank you. These Thank are you. all beautiful things. <laughs> all of it, just all lines up. This is the most beautiful <laughs> post ever on this. <laughs> Listen, Jonathan, I appreciate you, man. Good job, um, Jonathan. Yeah, I again. If if you are a Texas fan and you don't have an NFL team, you don't have a dog in the fight right now. Come on, I'm 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 begging you. Come over to the Lions' side. It's a lot I'm of fun. I'm for the Lions. A lot of fun to be there. Um, listen, Detroit is favored by six and a half in this game. I think Detroit takes this. I'm, I'm not trying to homer here, but I think Detroit takes this and covers. Um, yes. The Magic continues in Detroit. They're playing at Ford Field. Dan Campbell's going to have his guys ready. This team is hyped up and ready, and something just feels special about this team and this moment. So yes. I'm going to take
0: Detroit, and I say they cover. Woo-hoo. All right. I agree. I actually agree with you on this one. Right. Um, Mayfield, goodbye. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit's going bake. bye, Baker. Bye bake. All right, <laughs> Detroit's gonna win. Okay, let's move quickly. We still have a lot to talk about before we finish. Okay, the last game of the evening is 5 30 on CBS. Um Kelly Trouts. Chiefs, you're picking Woo! your Chiefs to Woo! lose, Kelly, <laughs> <All> <laughs> at right. the Buffalo Bills, and apparently it's not going to be a blizzard like it was <laughs> last weekend with snowballs flying in the air for every play, but Kansas Buffalo is a field goal favorite, so they're pretty even- um, who do you have? Josh
1: Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Again, these are two quarterbacks that that are fire when they need to be fire. Oh, um, and they both can use their feet. Yeah. This to me is a toss-up game. Again, Kansas City isn't unfamiliar with the weather, obviously. Um, I'm going to say, man, on the road, Buffalo, Buffalo at home has been playing well. Um, but I'm going to take an upset here, if you can call it that. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think Mahomes just... Man, he turns it on when he needs to turn it on. He gets hot at the right time. I'm taking Kansas City in this one, so went outright. All
0: right. I have a a trivia question for you, Megan. Oh, God. How many uh, road playoff games has Patrick Mahomes won?
1: Oh, you're probably going to tell me something like zero. This is not a thing that I am good at. Zero? (laughs) Because he's never had to play (laughs) on the road. He's He's never
0: had a playoff game, not in... (laughs) the comfy <laughs> confines of chief's kingdom that, that's 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 a crazy stat to me of all the super sense, bowls but... he has it's yeah. because they ride through home field advantage well he'll be this, put to the test this will be kelly trout um <laughs> patrick mahomes first game ever a playoff game ever on the road yeah and he's gonna take that L. sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I agree with you, Kelly. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love the. I'm sure Taylor Swift's going to be bundled in something super cute, and I want to see it. I'm there for it. But the Buffalo Bills at home, Josh Allen, the the system they're rolling, defense. They did have some injuries last week. We'll see how that affects their actual roster coming to the game. But Mm -hmm. I think they. I I think Bills are going to win by four to eight points. All
1: right. So Bills win. Win and and cover. cover, Yes. All right. All right. Well, we've got a few stories. We talked a lot. Thanks you guys for, for, again, we appreciate y'all being here. We appreciate you commenting, It like getting involved. We love chatting with y'all. So please make sure that you like and subscribe. That's Texas Sports Unfiltered. Um, again, I am Texas Fancy Boots on Twitter. Rocky knows best. And you can follow us, Fire the Cannon, at Fire the Cannon 1. Yes. Um, We've got a few. We're going to blast through Super some, fast. some stories around sports right now. Uh, again, we mentioned a little bit earlier, if you're just joining us next week, please tune in again. We are going to have a very special guest, Mark Pena of Occupy Left Field. We're going to be talking some Texas baseball. Texas yes. baseball is about a month out right now. Texas preseason is ranked number 16. Some think that's too low. Some worry that's too high. Eh, it'll work itself out. Just <laughs> win, baby. So we're going to get into that. We'll yeah. talk about uh, Texas baseball next and week. And we
0: have in the works, um, getting, trying to get approval we we have a member of the baseball coaching staff that really wants to join us and have a conversation. Yeah. So we're working to get that approved for him to be able to join us huge, huge get and a major league baseball history a player in the ml in the MLB. So that is going to be lots of fun. Very exciting. Um, So we're working on that. We'll get that to you. And hopefully that'd be really fun if you could join when left field is here too. We're working on it. Yep. Or, if not, he'll get his own time and we'll talk.
1: Yep. Well, All right.
0: So fancy new football training facility, yep.
1: the bubble. See a bubble. (laughs) The mini bubble was awesome when it was built 11 billion years ago. Yeah. It's a staple driving down (laughs) I-35. It's a little long in the tooth now. So that is, uh, Texas just announced that that is actually going away. So um, they are going to be be building a beautiful new football training facility um, with indoor and outdoor facilities there. Oh, beautiful. Um, And it's actually right over by the swim center. So it's kind of in between where Moody Moody. is Mm -hmm. and the swim center, kind of in that Behind Mike Myers Stadium and Moody, and I'm sure center. wherever there was parking, oh, there's no parking. It no, it there used will be to no be parking. a child care center, and they've kind of condensed that, and oh. now that's going to be made even smaller for this football. Remind me facility. someday
0: when we have time to tell you my child care center story, it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, good times, okay. good times. So that's cool. Check that out. Um, we will repost that on uh Fire the Cannon on Twitter. We'll show you some of the cool new things that are going on there and okay. what's planned for Texas. So, all right, Aggie's. Ad Bjork,
0: Rod, the one who handed the tra- the trophy <laughs> with no year to Jimbo, why does why is the Ohio State University? Why are they hiring him for their a- what? What has he done? So, so let's announce what's happened. Yes, Ohio State, Ohio State is hiring Ross Bjork mm-hmm. as their AD. Mm-hmm. And my question is: Yes, it's a big imp- it's a step up for Bjork to go from A and M to the Ohio State <clears throat> University. I think it is, but why him? What what has he done that's so
1: stellar? I would say he's made some big hires. He has the laughing contract of college football. Yeah, no question. I mean, the Jimbo thing didn't work out. It is the laughing style he contract. Fi- he fit. He fit in with AM's persona and culture perhaps. Um but listen, I mean he did hire uh, Schloss for, for AM baseball. That was a good TC's old coach. Right, that was he, a good hire he, for baseball. He brought in Buzz, um, who has had some success uh with AM basketball. I, I'm just saying I I think this is a win both for Ohio State and for AM. <laughs> oh and I hope I hope AM gets a much better A B. They have no he doesn't have any top championships that he can say, these are my hires that have brought home these championships. I, I agree. But there's also, he has made smart hires at a school in positions that haven't historically done well. So has there been some advancement? One could argue yes and no. I'm, I'm choosing my words very carefully here. Um, but I do think he did some positive things for a and um, like I said, though, I see this as a win for Ohio State, but also as a win it's for the opportunity
0: for the m to get a clean slate. Right. Yeah. And Paige, Hayden Connor's girlfriend, Paige mm-hmm. love her. She tweeted something really great. This is a really good opportunity for and m to hire a woman. And apparently there's some really
1: you know credible women candidates for this opportunity to get a woman AD in there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what AM does. Now you said that you think the AM job isn't as good as the Ohio State. No, job. I just
0: think the Ohio State job is more prestigious. To me, it is. I I'm prestigious as it as an athletic department, <laughs> they excel in bas- like top basketball. Prestigious it's is football. different than a
1: top job. And it to me, the I A&M, think it's a step up. As to me, the pres- A&M job is is still a top job. Oh, it's a top job. I just this. think Ohio State's more prestigious as far as an athletic department. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, because they, be they
0: excel in sports across the gap. Like
1: they have a lot of you know. uh, like Kelly commented, uh, they're afraid of Texas and the SEC. <laughs> yeah. He's run everybody running from from Texas coming in hot to the SEC. Coming so in hot. We'll see who uh who AM hires and brings in. It'll be interesting, but definitely following that closely because it. That does have ramifications for Texas too, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that plays out. All right, so
0: NFL, we just briefly will say the coaching carousel's going around. Uh, where's Belichick going? Belichick, um, <laughs> Tomlin, is he staying with the Steelers? He walked off when they asked. Oh, him that about question was year.
1: offensive. Yeah. Is he... Pete Carroll
0: back? Like, where's Pete Carroll moving? Yeah. And then you asked already the Cowboys coach McCarthy, where's he going? And then there's so many other coaches that everything's moving around right yeah.
1: now. Yeah. And again, I, I don't want to. To ignore this fact, Nick Saban is gone. This is something that even though, yes, it's a college job, it's Nick Saban. And much like the Mac Brown, we talked about this at the top of our show, much like the Mac Brown, when he left Texas, that affected a lot of jobs, including Mm -hmm. the NFL. This is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out Mm -hmm. with a lot of head coaches in the hot seat. A lot have already announced that they're leaving some big job openings coming up Mm -hmm. and that coaching carousel running around. Never ends in in uh college as well so definitely interesting
0: all right so one funny thing we know when we drop well you you guys when you drive up to dallas for ou weekend there's always those funny signs on Mm -hmm. the traffic signs but you know they're don't text
1: get there it's better to get there yeah don't don't be a sooner yeah don't be a sooner whatever (laughs) there's always
0: those funny text dot signs well according to the u.s federal highway administration they're no longer allowed to put funny witty signs the Texas Department of Transportation is no longer allowed to put funny, witty signs in those in those digital screens because they're distracting and can be misunderstood.
1: Way to poop on parties.
0: It's they're so clever and funny. And that's the only reason people even look up. Yeah, at I them. don't read it that don't worry about like the highway crashes oh that are distracting or the or the busy billboards that digitally splash pictures. Don't worry about yeah, those. That's Just don't put a witty thing in green dots. That's Any- silly. Anyway, I, that's, okay. wait, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's way to sad trombone. Yeah, that's way to poop on the party. Right. Yeah, All exactly. right. Here's some cool news. So, in the NFL UK, has this program called the IPP, the International Player Pathway. And they have this program set up now in the UK where international sports players can go train to maybe possibly get a shot at the NFL. Yeah. And they are getting elite rugby players now to go train and see if they can have what it takes for the rugby field. One of the players, Luis Rees Zamet, he is one of the biggest Ireland players and he's supposed to play with Ireland in the Six Nations starting today or tomorrow, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he set, told the team and his club, professional club team – that he's going instead to forfeit rugby and go to this IPP. So that should be fun to see if we can get, we've seen Australian kickers and different players. There's been a few rugby players, but this could be a real pipeline for these elite, big, strong, fast, total body athletes. To get a shot at the NFL,
1: yeah. I, so this is kind of this reminds me of Michael Dixon, mm-hmm. right? We got him from Australia. Yeah, uh, they have a ton of kickers that come from Australia. Yeah, and it it was he played okay again Aussie football, but which is different than rugby. Yeah, similar. Like it's I would say Aussie football is closer to rugby than American football.
0: Yes, closer, but it's still, so, it's a different. Yeah, it's a yeah, different game. It'll be interesting it's to t- see t- how that yeah. how that but pipeline they could get works Aussie out. rules players too,
1: mm-hmm. just international athletes and teach them how to play American football. Right. All right. So we will touch on this. We'll talk about this a little bit more next week because I do think it deserves a little more time than us closing out the 5 o'clock hour. But Casey Thompson, uh, former (laughs) Texas player. Good luck, luck, Casey Thompson. Former Nebraska player, former FAU player, has now decided that he's going back home. He's going to finish his seventh year at OU. Seventh year. He's going to be at OU. So Good luck. Can you think of any other player that played on both sides of the Red River rivalry? Uh, Brendan Thompson. Well, that's fair. But quarterbacks? Quarterback? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's one. Crazy.
1: All right. So All we'll, right. And and we wish him luck.
0: Last, and that his seventh yeah, year. Yeah, good luck, Casey Thompson. <laughs> Seriously, good luck. I mean, who cares where you go? You do you. Um, Texas spring game, April 20th. Mark your calendar. Yeah, 420. And 420. That's my mom's birthday, 420. That's awesome. And Adam Beal, our friend Adam Beal's birthday. Okay. Love it. Megan, good job. We got it. We, we say it through. We say
1: What are we going to talk about? And then we're like, oh, my God, there's so much to talk about. Well, I know. We sound like we are just hopped up on, on freaking speed well, all the time. Well, someone said it looks like we drink our coffee. <laughs> nah, this is just us all the time, y'all. So, again, we appreciate you joining us. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook as well and on the Twitter machines. I refuse to call it X. I never will. Uh, again, I'm Texas Fancy Boots. I'm Rocky Nose Best. She's Rocky Nose Best. You can also follow us us uh, fire the cannon at fire the cannon one on twitter and find us also on instagram thanks to your lovely daughter yeah so, thank you so we appreciate you being here as always i'm megan i'm rocky and we are fire the cannon welcome, welcome.